Hello, beautiful people. It is Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, October 4th, 2022. And this dumb sports show starts now. Week four of NFL, just that has officially wrapped up with the Niners beating the dog shit out of the Los Angeles Rams. Now, Los Angeles Rams are banged up. Los Angeles Rams have an offensive line issue. But is it the offensive line of the Los Angeles Rams, or is it that 49er defense that appeared to be all the way back? Hey, these motherfuckers are flying around. Oh, yeah. Dogs. And D'Amico's got those boys doing a lot of things. Normally, you see those little stunt games happen, not with the big guys. Normally, with the big-name guys, they say, hey, you're going to go over here. You're going to take on the tackle. It's going to be a one-on-one matchup. We're going to run a stunt to get everybody else some action. Instead, D'Amico's running these things for Bosa. Bosa had nine pressures yesterday, which is an insane amount, and he is unbelievable. Fred Warner appears to be the fastest, strongest dude on the football field whenever he's on a football field. Yeah. He was making plays all over the place. I picked the Rams just because I thought about the allure of the Rams. Them coming back, trying to go back-to-back, trying to win two. Aaron Donald coming out of retirement, which we learned during the kickoff show yesterday that we watched that he actually told all of his family, all of his friends, all of his business partners, hey, I'm playing eight years in the NFL. That's it. I'm going to be able to take care of everybody. Then he got addicted to the confetti, he said. I thought that addiction to the confetti, to break a promise that he's made to himself since the beginning of the NFL, him coming back, wanting to run it back, Sean McVay turning down whatever – 20-some million a year to call games on Amazon Prime to come back. you got Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, Jalen Ramsey. Everybody is basically back. I thought that was going to be a motivator at the end of the career. Let's go and get another one. Feels like they got a lot to figure out. I don't know if they're going to go get another one, to be honest with you. And we have a Los Angeles Rams fan in the office in Dirty. Dirty said, mail it in for the year. That was tough. Now, Shanahan is 9-0 against McVay whenever he has Jimmy G a quarterback. Now, is that because Jimmy G's the guy, or is that because Shanahan's offense is so fucking awesome to watch and the defense that they run is next level? Where's McVay lost it? Hmm. Perhaps too much calm. Second and three. Cooper Cup is getting the ball in every fucking play. Yeah. Yeah. I bet on Cooper Cup scored a touchdown. He didn't, but he touched the ball in every single other play. It seems like they got no other weapons. Is Odell Beckham Jr. stock going up Mm. and up and up as every single game passes for the Los Angeles Rams? Now he was at the Giants facility yesterday, uh, either hanging out with friends or talking to the Giants. We don't know which one's the case. Josina said potentially talking, hanging out, having a good time. Somebody else said he was at a friend's house. There's mixed reports, nonetheless. Mm. Odell Beckham Jr. is doing his tour he won't be healthy till november i guess but the rams seem like they miss him a lot that offense does not appear to be the same matthew stafford doesn't appear to be the same oh because he's on his back a lot let's learn about why today on this in the trenches tuesday as well with a man who is a super bowl champion player coach that's right true formerly of the tampa bay buccaneers the arizona cardinals the indianapolis colts the baltimore ravens the philadelphia eagles and the pittsburgh steelers ladies and gentlemen from Joe Paterno era, mm-hmm. yep. Penn State University, AQ shit. What's up, boys? Uh, the Talks the Tables here at Boston Connor, at Ty Schmidt. Love you, boys. Tone Diggs, great to see you for great the second straight here. day after your paternity leave. We Thank have you. missed you. The cowboy hat looks fantastic. AQ, let's dive into it. Yeah. Last night was a game of the offensive line, right? I mean, the Los Angeles Rams offensive line with Whitworth. Whitworth's doing great on TV. I love he Whitworth. Yeah. I love Whitworth. Yeah. He's the man. We He's talked to him before the first game. 
And we said, hey, how about these, uh, this offense line? going to be all right. He goes, yeah, it'll be fine. They're in good hands. He's got these young guys. They just paid another guy to be the vet in the room mm-hmm. for the offensive line. I forget his name. Nope. I think it was, Boom, I think. Yeah, he got paid. The right tackle, I believe, got paid to take care of it all. And Andrew Whitworth says it's going to be no problem. I assume a lot of people thought it was going to be no problem. It appears now they're on like their third or fourth starting offensive line in as many games. A.Q. Shipley is a man who played center for a long time. Won the uh, the best uh, Remington. Boom! Wow! In college football. Wow. Holy shit! That's a big award. He's a heady guy. You see that? You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Massive brain. Yep. You would Wrong assume go. because he can't just have that much air in a massive head that he has. Sure. Well. Now, AQ, yeah. that offensive line seems to be problematic. Is it the Niners being that good, or is this what the Rams' offensive line is going to be for the foreseeable future? And are they fucked, dude? It seems like they're potentially fucked. Probably a little bit of both. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing right now is they got some injuries, so let's not overreact too quickly. Center's out. Guard's out. Right. Right. They got a couple guys out. They're missing Whitworth. They're trying to get, obviously, Noteboom kind of back in order. Haven't seen the guy you're speaking about. He's the vet on that group. He's the right tackle. But, you know, they, they do got some issues to work out. But it also, we, we also cannot forget that San Francisco defense was flying, mm-hmm. flying around. Yeah, and, and I, we were chatting beforehand. Bosa has that big helmet. Oh, yeah. Dude. Cool. Him and Kittle both have that fun uh-huh. good extendo forehead thing. Mm-hmm. It looks sweet. It does look kind of sweet. Yeah. Kittle's hair flowing. Oh. Sweet. Oh, Unreal. yeah. Sweet. If he gets that foot down. Sure. There's a couple parlays that hit. Yeah, right. absolutely. I guess they haven't been using him much in the offense. No, nope. they don't ever look for him. I they guess really he, don't. That's that's been a thing. That's been a thing this year. Is that what's happening? Could the, and Bruce actually brought this up yesterday. Could it be because Trent Williams is out and they are keeping him in more to, to block, protect potentially? But I mean, let's get the guy the ball. Yeah, sometimes say. it's like just throw it up to him. Yeah, he's. he's des- I think he deserves it, right? Yeah. I mean, there's a there was a time not too long, maybe last year. Where I asked him, I said, I think it was in the, and I said, like, the Cardinals game or something. You, like, ran a guy over and went. And he mockingly made a joke that was like, well, it happens in every game. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, he was joking, obviously. It was a good pop. Got a pop out of all of us. Mm-hmm. But then as you start watching, it's like, yeah, yeah, actually, if you just get the ball in this guy's hands, he's going to fuck people. Like, you can run little screens to him. Yep. He, it's a very easy way to get him the ball. But maybe he is in protection a little bit maybe. more because that appeared to be the problem with the Rams. Get back to the sweet helmet. Bosa was fucking Wide open. Nine pressures is a lot, right? That That is something. Mm. What is the goal for an offensive line going into a game? No pressures? Is that the thought? The goal is no pressures, no sacks, right? Like, that's what you want. So to give up <laughs> nine pressures and two sacks to one guy, and he wasn't the only one eating on that front. He was not the only one eating. I mean, they were rolling last night. and They got so many guys. They got Armstead. They got, I mean, they got a bunch of guys. Ebicom, right? They got so many different guys. Ebicu. They can do Ebicu. so many different things. Well, Ke- uh, Javon Kinlaw, Kinlaw yeah. he's coming back at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when he was playing against the Bears in week one, he was unbelievable. Well, yeah, we know he's awesome. Yeah. Because yeah. everything that had taken yeah. place. Mm-hmm. Big time. Cold as ice. That's right. <laughs> that photo of him walking off the field carrying his pads, too. Monster. Yeah. Specimen. Just dog. Hey, Godspeed on recovery. Yeah. yeah. Good luck, Javon. Need you back. Javon. But they, uh, D'Amico, what's he doing that's different? He's going to be head coach, I assume. How long has he been coaching? Because I feel like with what he did last night, everybody's like, oh, okay, that's our next head coach. Yeah, right there. That's going to be our next head coach. A lot of people said that immediately. I was thinking the same thing. How long has he been coaching, and when did it is – is this his offense that he's creating? Is this his own thing? Or what do you think, uh, like, lineage is this potential? I think from? it comes from Sala, right? I think he was the linebacker's coach mm-hmm. under Sala. And so the big theme – I played against those guys twice a year for a bunch of years out there, and so – the big theme with them is they built that entire defense around the defensive line to let them eat. So now 
they don't have to blitz. You heard them talk about that a lot last night. They don't have to blitz a lot. They can sit back and play coverage, drop seven, eight guys in coverage, and just rush with three or four and get home because they're that good up front. How do you feel about that if that's your team? Like, watching the game last night, I was happy for the 49ers faithful. Yeah. yeah. You know, that program, they were back. Yeah, they yeah, were. Been through it. Weren't they? They did that trolley thing on ESPN last uh-huh. night. Yep. And you're talking about Shanahan. He was shit before yeah. Jimmy G got in there. At the top of that hill when he was on the trolley, which I guess the trolley doesn't run on that particular street, Joe Buck said, before you even start tweeting us telling us that the trolley would never <laughs> run on this particular street, we understand it's not that. But at the top of the hill, they were talking about his record pre-BJ? Yeah. Before Jimmy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. BC before Christ, right? Yeah, right. Bingo. Right? That's right. Thank you, Jesus. He's God fearing man. Right. He's got a he's got a cross. Oh, really? Yeah, he knows. Yeah, he's got a cross. Okay, mm. I didn't know that. Hell yeah! What are <laughs> yeah. you talking about? That's huge. Anyways, BJ, yep. not not that, that BJ. BJ. No, before Jimmy, mm-hmm. trolley not good for Shanahan. And whenever you look at his like overall record. I think because of the pre and then when Jimmy was hurt and then in the year they got kicked out of their stadium for COVID, there's been some adversity over there for sure. His record isn't like, hey, this guy is the greatest head coach on earth, which I think a lot of people think like, hey, Shanahan's a fucking great head coach. The record doesn't state that. The record says something vastly different. But whenever he has that team rolling and then with that defense going and Jimmy G's maybe going to settle back into what he was last year, feels like the Niners are all of a sudden right back in the conversation. Oh, this team can win a fucking Super Bowl again. They were in a fucking NFC Championship game. So it's weird to even think like that. But they've been through it, I feel like, the last 12 months or so. Yeah, for sure. It seemed like the team we saw last night was who we expected to see last week against the Broncos when they looked just really bad. Boring. Yeah, yeah, super boring. But this is kind of what we were saying when it's like, hey, if Jimmy G gets in there, he has the experience with all these guys, they're ready to go. And you just see little things like – Debo's so explosive. You get the ball in that guy's hands, good things are going to happen. If they can incorporate Kittle a little bit more, because they've always been plug and play with the running backs. Like It seems like with Shanahan's offense, it doesn't really matter who's back there. Their starting running back gets hurt in the first week. He's out six to eight weeks or whatever. Boom, drop another guy in there. He's a stud. And we're going to break down that play later, that mm-hmm. play design with old Cuzzy that just busted it. I mm-hmm. mean, it is just the the – the scheme is just so – it's just so much more interesting mm-hmm. than anything else you see anybody do. Right. And there was a conversation. We had to have it because it was happening elsewhere. So how do we say this? We have to cover things. Yeah. Have to. Exactly. If things are being talked about, we have to talk about it because it. we are doing a talk about show. Sure. Yeah, that's right. The thing we talk about is the football. So if it's being talked about in the football world somewhere, yep. we have to talk about it because it's talk about the talk about show. Sure. Exactly. That's what we do here. But why? Sure. Who cares? Why well, do we talk about it? Well, because we have to let people know that people are thinking like this just in case they interact with anybody from that particular niche group of people that that might be what you're encountering so actually i think we're bringing people together by talking about what people are talking about so that other people who aren't talking about it can say oh i didn't know people were talking about that so it's all about opening the doors of conversation i think Mm -hmm. that's right and that's why you have to talk about what people are talking about and that's why it is vital for us to say that at one point we were talking about people talking about mcdaniel being the genius up there at the niners that's right and he was gone and now the Niners are fucking dead. Mm-hmm. We were talking about that on the show because people were talking about that, so we had to bring it up. Because Miami Dolphins were, oh, remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Undefeated. He had his sunglasses on, fucking cool sunglasses on, McDaniel. Yep. Got Gatorade dumped on his head. He was like, I love you guys, man. Everybody loves him. They got music playing. They're doing the whole thing. 
So people are talking about like, oh, was that the the real golden goose of that Washington football team? Put your left hand and up. Commanders. Who are we? Commanders. I don't know if we got the rhythm right there. Only heard it a few times before we came live. We'll get it. Those haters can't stand us. Left hand up. Who are we? The Commanders. Okay, all right. All right, we go. God. Play that over the lot speaker. Is Wale on that? Uh, I, I thought, thought he produced it. No, I don't know. I don't no? know. We'll have to look into that. Okay. I'd be shocked if he wasn't. Those haters can't stand us. Left hand The Commanders! <laughs> Number one song in the country. How could it not be? Yeah, coming at you. As soon as I heard it, had to run it back a few yeah. times. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love The Commanders. Okay. Who does? Yeah. They're going through it right now. They yeah. got a lot going on. They're going to be up for sale, though, allegedly soon via one report. But with reports, what's real, what isn't, sure. we don't fucking know. But it's alleged that they're going to be up for sale soon. We got a whole new, no more poop pipes bursting. That's right. Mm-hmm. No more anything. We're going to go right to the top. We're back. Hey, commanders, you're going to be back. Here we go. But with that being said, anytime a uh, former Washington commander, formerly known as Team uh, assistant coach yep. goes on to have success as a coach. That photo of all the assistant coaches that were in Washington who have gone on to be very successful head coaches is going to get shoved around the internet quickly. Yeah. And everybody was talking about maybe McDaniel because he finally got his opportunity with Miami is the best out of all of them. This guy's got Miami, which is a place that was literally burning the ground. seemed like mm-hmm. just a year ago to win. And then the Niners didn't look great. And then Trey gets hurt and Jimmy gets in and there's a whole that drama. It's like, was McDaniel the glue? That was holding old Shanahan together. Had to have that conversation because people were having that conversation. Yep. Turns out that's not accurate, huh? Shanahan still got uh, football figured out. Is that what you're thinking, AQ, after watching film last night? Oh, that scheme was awesome. The run game was awesome. They were phenomenal on third down. That was the difference between last week and this week. They were phenomenal on third down. Jimmy kept drives alive, which allowed the run game to stay alive. And it all starts with that run game with Shanahan's offense. So... Who's their uh, – they got a good offensive line coach, don't they? Chris nah, Furster. They, What's yeah. his name? Chris Furster. Legend. Wait, I know that name. Yeah. Chris huh. Furster. I know that name. Was he? Legendary. Yeah, he used to have some meetings that would knock your socks off. That's Chris Furster? Hey, a guy who knows how to move bodies. Mm-hmm. He does. Great offensive line coach. And wait. <laughs> so they got the, the scheme – literally – Probably that, the best offensive line coach in the game. Whoa, Dante's so game. much. Retired. Fair. What about Hired Mud? Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Mike Munchak. Matt Patricia. Russ Grimm. So. He's out right now. <laughs> How about Strasser here in uh, Strassel here Dog. in Indiana? He's been good so far this yeah, year. Yeah, they've huh? been moving. They got bodies. some issues going. <laughs> what? <laughs> you got the best O line in the league before the season. Where started. would you rank their O line right now? <laughs> This was there was no reason for the Colts to get brought up here. No, that's why this show is the worst. There's yeah. no reason for the Colts to catch a ricochet shot right now. You just explained it. We got to talk about what people are talking about. Yeah, people are talking about it. And Colts' offensive tough. line is supposed to be unbelievable. What, okay, so the LA Rams' offense line is fixable. They're going to get healthy. Yeah, you can only hope. Shanahan's still smart on the offensive side of the ball. Unbelievable. Okay, let's move on. Why the fuck do the Colts' offensive lines think so bad? <laughs> what, what is going on? Honestly, I, I, that's a real question. Because two top 100 players in the NFL on that. Wow. Ryan Kelly, the center, who by all accounts has been very good at football mm-hmm. his entire life, I'd assume, but definitely in the NFL. And then Quentin Nelson, supposed to be like greatest guard of all time, mm-hmm. top 10 pick, has been heralded by everybody as an incredible football player. And then this year, 
it's all gone shit. Matt Ryan, I'm worried to death about that guy. Yeah. Anytime he gets touched, ball comes out. I mean, he had like nine fumbles or something like yeah. that already in four weeks. I mean, it's, it, and it feels like that's going to be happening a lot to him. Jonathan Taylor has zero holes. Uh, we're very lucky to sit in the suites. No, paid for it. Lucky to have the uh, means to buy said suite. Yeah, right. Very expensive. Suite. Unlucky that it's the Colts that the team is the suite at. What is your problem? I'm it's, just trying to cross all the, you know, T's, dot all the I's. It's still awesome. All right, it's awesome. Anyways, <laughs> we're on the field, okay? We're in the game. We're a meet and greet. We're in a game. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, that's kind of what it, that's the whole thing. And you see Jonathan get the ball. Nothing. Like you watch Derrick Henry, and I can see the other side of the stadium. So, like, that's a hole, I think. That's a big, big gaping Hole. And those do happen. We know that because every time you break down the film, like in the NFL, that type of shit can happen. Even though the NFL has great defensive linemen, there's massive holes that can be had. Watching games, you can see other teams. They have, they have just these wide open holes. And then every time Jonathan Taylor seems to get the ball, and I think it's because he is Jonathan Taylor, so they probably stack the box or whatever, and they can't really protect for the pass enough. I don't, I don't know if that's why defense is doing it. He ain't got shit. This offensive line almost had a fucking MVP last year. What happened? Like, what has happened? How's that happen? Yeah, watching through the first couple of weeks, it's, there's a ton of communication issues. There's a ton of breakdowns due to communication. And then all also, I think part of that is because they have Jonathan Taylor, they're getting stacked boxes. They do so much RPO stuff. So now what? Everybody's condensed down because we know the ball's getting out quick. Now every there's seven boxes, eight boxes. So everything's red zone. Everything is red zone, essentially, mm. right? Like they're literally just condensing the box, knowing the ball's going to come out. And whenever there has been times where they've tried to push it down the field, there's been communication issues or breakdowns, and people huh. are just running free. Fucked. Yeah, it's yeah, messed up. It's How many sure. weeks does that take? I, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to learn college football as much as possible, like all the hundreds of history, mm-hmm. years of history of every team sure. <laughs> over the last few weeks. It's, <laughs> it's not easy. So I don't want to know. I don't know if it's easy to compare that type of situation to like trying to learn and communication stuff. Are they going to figure this out? You think is this figure outable for the Colts or are we? You would hope with the veterans they have on that team. You would hope. Like it should have been figured out at this That's point. what I'm talking about. We're back. I don't Optimism. need to hear anything. Colts. Colts going on a fucking run, dude. Yeah, I just, just heard it right here. It doesn't make sense because, like Tony was saying last night with the Niners, right? Trent Williams is out. Maybe Kittle stays in blocks a little more. The Colts have two, six, eight tight ends that can also catch yeah, the what ball. Is like, that? Why That's aren't they on about. the field the whole time? Because hey, they don't have weapons. Like, can we, put Pittman out. Hold on, though. We got to correct something. Sure. We got to correct something because some, there was a lot of tweets that were saying something. Okay. Yesterday, while chatting about Jelani Woods' lack of snaps. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's a statement said, I believe, by the man in the cowboy hat. About how he missed Matt's on Sunday. And that's why I didn't get a lot of snaps. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. People started actually <laughs> running with that. No, they didn't. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I've seen it. A journalist uh, who works for a, a legit operation had to answer a question about it that people were uh, sending him. <laughs> I saw oh. the newspaper. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's insane. Can't be spread misinformation. But I would like say, know. if you heard it, though, it was very clearly, uh, what? What do you what I do you said it. We were just raising the question. Yeah. <laughs> it would be true still. It wasn't like, and a, I said hey, it. this happened. I said it in my maybe voice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course, that one. Hypothesis voice. I, I, did, I will say, yesterday, your first day back, you had your maybe voice on the entire time. Yeah. Didn't <laughs> there's, yeah. a new, awesome. there's a new Diddy. thing in my headphones going on. I've got to get used to it. Oh, new studio. Yeah. 
you have to go through what we had to go through two weeks Bingo. ago. Exactly. I could hear my voice before the thoughts come in my head. So <laughs> uh-huh. I looked over at Tony yesterday, his first sentence, I was like, oh, today's going to be awesome. Because yeah. you could just tell he was not prepared for, for what was happening. What is it? It's a delay in your ear? It's almost, I could hear the words in my head before they come <laughs> out yeah. of my mouth. Exactly. Why you're talking so slow. Yes. Yesterday you were. Yeah. Oh, so you feel like you're talking in a stadium right now? Yeah, I don't know what's happening. My brain. You know, my brain's not can great. We just turn, can we just turn down his thing? Right. It's we like just, half a second. I know yeah. what Tony's talking about. Yeah, we still have it. You kind of just got to get used to it. We're getting to the bottom of it. Do I have it as well or no? no I don't think so. <laughs> Only the IFB or their channels. That's fine. I can take it out. How are you guys closer to the whole thing? And have it worse. It's a good well, question. If we know anything about how this whole thing was set up, I'm sure they fucked with it back there, and then oh, yeah. the people yeah. will come back and fix it, and then right before they leave, they'll unplug it again. All right, <laughs> ready to pull. All right, everybody's but, good. Everybody's good. Everybody. So yeah, good. I feel like I was talking very slow yesterday. Yeah, a lot of maybe voices. So I didn't know what anything was, but there was people that thought that was real. We do not know that to be the case. No, we assume it is not the case, though. Well, it still could be, though. I apologize. Still a right. chance. All right, let's run through some shit. Uh, Russell Wilson has a shoulder injury. Uh, they play on Thursday night, so this is something to chat about. I believe he got tackled on the sideline, landed awkwardly in the game. He finished said game, but now he is uh, – I don't know if he's – I don't know if he's questionable. I don't think – He's playing, right? He's play- it's Russell play. Wilson. It's becoming a story, though, because I think he has gotten some treatment on him. They have rested him. Tom Pelissero tweeted, Broncos quarterback Russell Wilson dinged up. His shoulder in Sunday's loss to the Raiders, good use of uh, – I thought the sentence was ending there. It was not. Russell Wilson dinged up his shoulder in Sunday's loss to the Raiders and is sore today, according to Coach Nathaniel Hackett. Wilson is listed as limited on the estimated participation report. Denver faces the Colts on Thursday night. The estimated – participation report so if we were to be participating in something right now we can kind of put together a guess or two who would be participating that's an interesting thing have you ever heard of this before is this something that is uh normal and this is just for them to say he would have practiced today or would not have practiced today if we were to practice but we're not practicing so to answer your question uh before you even ask like if you had a game today would he play this is our answer is that what that is there and and how awesome is that 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 is an answer now that's just like standard lexicon they typically do that for all the thursday games a little estimated things because there's typically it's, it's walked through the whole week for the most part right so they're they might jog around a little bit tomorrow but he's sore what's that he's dinged up dude pretty he's good cue sore he's dinged yeah. up he's dinged it's up different than being sore he you that two words there dinged up, up. and also to compound that sore right so football well, he has concussion water. Does he not have soreness water? Well, he's got the danger wish, and I thought that helps with shoulder injuries. Well, no, that's why so he got a shoulder injury, because he did eat too many danger witches, and he wanted to live dangerously. Oh. So that's why he soared. Mm. The dangerous life is not for everyone. Well, that's why the danger witch may be not for everybody, too. Have we tried it? How is it? Ate one every day for the last week. It's been amazing. Oh, so it's something that's very delicious? Oh, yeah. We should have done that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good enough. Well, it's real good, it sounds like. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Throwing yeah. the dorsal fin, we should have known whatever he puts his hands on is unbelievable. If Russell Wilson puts his hands on something, mm-hmm. it's going to be good. Yeah, That's invest right. in it. Kind of like Tebow. Yeah. Tebow died, though, right? 
TiVo. Oh, TiVo. TiVo did die. Yeah, because TiVo was great with run, TiVo. Though. Yeah, it was a great run. It was perfect marketing too. Because when you heard TiVo, everybody was like, like TiVo, but with a V. You yeah. know what I mean? Like Rex Ryan with the Shoals. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, he's sore, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's dinged up. Did you not see the estimated participation trophy though? He would have got one. <laughs> mm -hmm, so that's right. let's not even act like it's a problem. But it is against the Indianapolis Colts on Thursday night. Mm -hmm. It is in Denver. It is going to be Amazon Prime. The Colts are getting three and a half points. Broncos favored by three and a half. Obviously, the over-under is 43 and a half points. I have no idea how this is going to go, but with what I seen the Denver Broncos defense do to the Niners defense a couple weeks ago, yeah. it automatically makes me think, oh, this Denver Broncos defense with Patrick Sertain and the boy oh. who's – who we're learning about through everything DB with Darius right. Butler, I think it's going to be tough for the Colts to move the ball on this Broncos team. Now, maybe the Titans are a team that nobody is going to see coming. Maybe they are uh, stallions. Maybe their defense is better than people have given them credit for, maybe. But the Colts did not look like they're going to be able to move the ball really on anybody. That Broncos defense seems to be very good. The under feels like the right play here, yeah. especially with the Colts uh, defense. That might be our, our go-to bet of the weekend. Tone, you love a good under bet. This one feels like, how are they anybody going to move? In this I was game? just thinking the total could be 23 and a half and i think it might be too high in this mm -hmm. one thursday night too much more basic game plan right can't really put too much in. are what? you all right Thank it you. feels similar to the niners broncos and how many points yeah. you scored in that one 20 21 21 yeah. yeah you're right sure. but randy gregory being out sure. hurts that denver's yeah and hurts, they just gave up a ton of hurts yards denver's defense to josh jacobs up. Yeah, Josh Jacobs, who Josh McDaniels didn't want to fucking play. Sounds like right. he hates 175 yards or something total offense from <laughs> Josh McDaniels or Josh Jacobs in Josh McDaniels' offense. I wonder what, how they came back. You know, they smoked the peace pipe together. Probably. Yeah. Josh McDaniels, Josh Jacobs. Did Josh McDaniels say, "Hey, Josh, you're going in the last year of your contract. You're a running back. Where I come from, New England, we don't pay those yeah, guys. We don't like yeah. you. So welcome to the stable, dude." You're going to be just whatever, and then we're going to move on. And at the beginning, he's like, hey, you're also playing in a Hall of Fame game. <laughs> yeah, huh? yeah, sorry about it. You're Three going to be quarters. playing in a Hall of Fame. This game does not matter to anybody. There's actually nobody on our team that is going to be on our team this year is going to be playing in this Hall of Fame game. You're starting, dude. Actually, 30 carries. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good luck out there. <laughs> so then Josh Jacobs just kept, I guess, being a trooper and just was like, yeah, you got it, 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 you got it. And then Josh McDaniels finally was like, all right, we fucking need this guy. We haven't won a goddamn game yet. Is that what happened? How do you think this came to be, you think, if you were to know Josh McDaniels as a New England Patriot fan for life? Or, because I'm happy. Because Josh Jacobs, that's why we're all so alarmed yeah. in the Hall of Fame. I'm like, hey, I thought this guy was a great fucking player. Right. And then now Josh McDaniels, it, I guess it was because we all just assumed the New England thing with how running backs are up there. You don't get paid, really. It's a stable. We need, we, this is what you need to do. We'll create yards for you, basically. It's kind of a system uh, position. But Josh Jacobs is a dude. I'm happy yeah. Josh McDaniels to find out. I assume Raiders fans are excited to see him back in there. Yeah, absolutely. I assume when Mark Davis and Josh McDaniels met and Mark told <laughs> them, hey, if you don't win a game soon, I'm mm -hmm. going to delete your Madden franchise off my Xbox. He said, hey, look, we need to have Josh Jacobs be playing. And because of the fact that McDaniels is from that coaching tree up there, I think he at some point was like, all right, instead of doing the whole stable thing, we're 0-3. Let's just use our best players instead of, you know, throwing the ball to Brandon Bolden because he played for me for a long time in New England. And now we'll see what happens. And, you know, after Sunday, it feels like the Raiders could be back if they're starting to use all their guys. Hey, Devontae was getting the rock. Yep. Yeah. Derek Hart. Jeez. No Renfro. 
still got it done. Jeez. You think they were just having a walkabout in Vegas and they saw the crazy horse and they went in and had a couple dances together and fucking bygones were bygones? That's what I'm saying. Maybe. I don't know if they're walking by crazy horse or maybe they're just at a blackjack table sure. or, you know, maybe they just happen upon each other at a sports bar off, off the strip somewhere and they just, uh, you know, chit-chat and get past it. Or they're 0-3. And it's like, well, I've exhausted all other options. Maybe my pride's getting the best of me here. Let's fucking give our guy a go. But Devontae was getting open. Mm -hmm. Devontae was getting the ball a lot. I enjoyed watching what they were doing with Josh Jacobs. Derek Carr looked like he had a lot more confidence. It appeared mm -hmm. as if they were going. I mean, good for the Raiders. They're, the Chiefs, though, seem to be the big yeah. bad wolves. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it seemed like they realized, like, hey, we're not going to be – we can't be – throwing it 50 times a game with Derek Carr. Like, I understand we got Devontae, Darren Waller, Renfro. Everyone said we might have the best offense in the NFL, but this guy was a first-round pick. He's very good. And maybe part of it, too, is like, yeah, we're not going to pay him, but fuck it. Why not just give him 35 carries a game this year and kind of just use up all the, the good juju he's got left in him, and then we'll let somebody else deal with him whenever he's done with us. And then we'll figure out how to gain a single yard, you mm -hmm. know, once he's mm -hmm. gone. But, yeah, it is awesome to see Josh Jacobs getting a rock again. There's some guys that I just think are electrifying when they get it. Josh Jacobs became one of those guys in his primetime games when we'd watch the Raiders. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I watch the Raiders, like, every single game. I do apologize for that. I should. I should. Yeah, but – I saw it three. It was tough for me to dive into it. But like anytime they were on primetime and I saw Josh Jacobs, I thought to myself, that guy's a fucking great running back. Dog. Did he only show up in primetime games? I, I, do oh. not, I do not know. Hey, do you think, just quickly, you know, because teams that are like one and three, statistically tough to make it in the playoffs, and then teams that are too good early, they say, oh, they peak too early. Is that any of that real, you think, or does it not matter at all? No, I think – you set yourself up for December and September, right? But I don't think any of that matters. At the end of the day, you're trying to figure out who you are in the first month. You're trying to also figure out who the rest of the league is. They needed a win. They've, they've got a win with their backs against the wall. And so now we'll, we'll see what this Raiders team does from there. That's like the Chiefs. Everybody thought they were dead. And then they have a game and everybody's like, oh, oh shit. There's the Chiefs again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then the Buffalo Bills. They obviously start out guns a-blazing, have a Miami situation. Then they get back on the right side of things, and the man that is joining us right now is back on pace to have 17 interceptions this season. Wow. If he doesn't have 17 interceptions, don't vote him into the fucking Pro Bowl. Can't do right? it. Absolute stallion, captain of the Buffalo Bills, ladies and gentlemen, Jordan Poyer. Yeah. Oh, you're I'm, muted. You're muted. You me on again. Hey, great to see you, man. How are you, boss? You healthy? You're all the way back? I'm healthy. I'm healthy. I'm good. You know, a little nicks and bruises here and there, but I'm all right, man. It's good to see you guys, though. Hey, great to see you as well. So, congratulations. We're back on 17 pace. Back on track. Hey, you're, back a, on track. you're an animal, dude. Hey, you are. Like, the way you hawk the ball is insane. This one, obviously, massively athletic and heady play. Needed it in the fourth quarter. This one, though... You're a fucking animal, dude. You hear me? Now, this is a game changer because it ends up a touchback as opposed to getting the ball on the four or whatever. And it was talked about in Baltimore all weekend. But let's just talk about you making a goddamn fucking play, pal, huh? Ooh. Look at the scene of the field. Yeah. This dude's running the 4-2 out there, bro. Let's go. You're causing questions of Harbaugh's career. That's not for you to deal with, but that is because of the play that you made and the decision there. Um, you're all the way back. Feels like the Bills are all the way back. What happened in Miami? Are you okay? And uh, what was the conversation after that massive win over Baltimore? What a way to go out there. 
Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I got hurt in the Tennessee game, just a sprained foot. Uh, kind of was lingering a little bit throughout the week. Uh, it was going to be a game down decision up in Miami. Unfortunately, unfortunately, was just missed it. Um, maybe needed another day, but was able to get back and, and get back this week to help the team, help our team um, come out with a victory. Man, it was it was awesome feeling to go out there to Baltimore and you know being down 17. Everybody probably counted us out, but you know we got the right guys in the locker room. Uh, you know, Vaughn always telling us don't blink, just one play at a time, and we were able to come back. Uh, with a hell of a hell of a win, I think that was the first time the Bills had won in Baltimore for a long time. So it was it was pretty cool, it was a pretty special feeling. Okay, so now you have Pittsburgh. All right, you're do, you're taking on the AFC North. You go Baltimore. Now you got Pittsburgh. They got a young quarterback. How far into the planning are we? I know it's Tuesday, but I assume with that veteran group up there, you guys are all eyes ahead now. Uh, what is the thought process going into this week's game? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, they they, they got a. a rookie quarterback coming in here, um, you know, a top top first-round pick, you know, a guy who's got um, all the potential in the world, obviously a really good defense over there. So, um, you know, it's going to be a good football game. You know, we got a, another home game. We're excited for our crowd to come and show their support. But, uh, you know, we got to prepare well. Um, obviously, they probably wish they had some plays back last week. Uh, but, you know, they're going to be hungry coming in here, coming here to Buffalo. And, you know, obviously, I, I played in that division before, and it's always a tough game when you're playing, when you're playing, uh, when you're playing Pittsburgh. Ty, your question for Jordan Poyer. Jordan, obviously you're a vet, so I don't I don't know how much your preparation changes week to week, but how difficult is it preparing for a guy like Lamar Jackson? Like, does that change how you kind of prepare for the week going into the game as opposed to if you're playing against somebody else? Yeah, for sure. You know, just the style of offense that they run, um, it's not a normal, you know, your typical offense. So you got to change some things up on defense um, schematically. Uh, you know, you got to run, run some things differently schematically and, um, you really got to play kind of 11 on 11 football, being able to account for Lamar, you know, when he, when he has the ball in his hands and quarterback keeps and, and quarterback his own reads and stuff like that. So your plan does change a little bit throughout the week, kind of gets skewed up a little bit. Some some rules are changed. But and like I said, you got the right guys in the locker room, man. We always understand, you know, when we play in Baltimore, it's going to be like that. You know, you're going to have to really hone in throughout the week and understand the details in your work. And, uh, you know, it started off a little slow, but as the game, as the game progressed on, we were able to settle down a little bit and make some plays. Yeah, what do you think it was there? Because obviously it was a tale of two different halves of football there, especially in the fourth quarter. What do you think it was? Is it just a new group of guys around you, you know, without your guy Hyde, too? It is. It's a little different, you know. But, it, um, you know, we miss Hyde, miss 23 out there. But uh, you know, I think we just had to settle down in the game a little bit. Um, obviously, early on, got put in some tough situations, you know, probably some um, some plays that we want back. But just having to settle down in the game a little bit and, and see, you know, how the game was, how the game was being played, how they were attacking us. Um, and then, you know, obviously when it come down to making plays, we had to be able to make plays and get, give 17 the ball back. And you know, once we were able to do that, you know, we knew, we knew that he was going to take care of the rest. What you do to fix your foot? Did they have, do have you grab this stuff with your toes and bring it in like this? Is that what you did? Oh, yeah. They, what do they call that thing? The uh, LG, LG board. I think it's LG board. Yeah, I had to do a bunch of that. Uh, they were getting me right, though, man. It was, uh, it was kind of frustrating. Like I said, I missed that Miami game. I really wanted to play there. Obviously, living down there in the offseason, got a bunch of homeboys on that other team and uh, a bunch of family. But, you know, we, you know, like like Vaughn said, good medicine for us. And we were able to bounce back and, and come to Baltimore and get a victory. Hey, how tedious is that? Oh, I've had to do that a couple of times. It is. It sucks. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, it is. It it's is. It's like, like, what are we doing? Like, you know, is this really helping? But you know, <laughs> tell you. Hey, I guess it did, though, huh? You're back. Two picks. Yeah, yeah. Hey, oh. you're back. Two picks. It did. Back on track. 
Hey, just keep keep doing the miserable toe things. Just keep doing the miserable toe things, dude. Connie, your question. Yeah, Jordan, is it harder to prepare for a quarterback like Kenny Pickett because you've only had like a small sample size to kind of watch film on him, or are you watching Pittsburgh's offense more so as a whole and then trying to kind of see what it's like with Kenny based on his plays? Yeah, you know, obviously you get the second half of the of the uh, Jets and Steelers game from over the weekend and see kind of how he operates within that within that system. But then, you know, obviously you go back to the Browns game throughout throughout the seasons and you know you watch their offense as a whole. You know, they probably they didn't really change much in the second half of that Jets game um, with with the way they were running the ball with the plays that they were calling. So you know, I'm sure I'm sure they're gonna come out with a couple wrinkles for us on Sunday. But you know, you really just kind of watch watch their offense as a whole. Um, get some tips, get some uh, uh, some reminders throughout the week. Um, you know, and it's 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 totally different style offense than, than we played the week before. So uh, we're gonna have to have a really good week of preparation, man. And, and like I said, this is a tough football game or a tough football team. I've been in this division uh, for four years. You know, so I know every time you go to Baltimore, every time Pittsburgh comes to you, it's gonna be a tough game. Obviously, you know, uh, with the defense that they have over there. So um, you know, we gotta come ready to play. Jordan, um, I don't know if you saw on Pro Football Focus, it said zero picks. Yeah. But in if you're watching the game, Kenny Pickett threw three picks. Okay, mm-hmm. now there's a hail mary involved. There's two tips. Yeah. That whole thing. You're on track for 17. All right. How is there at the safety position? Like corners, they can just throw away from. Right, corners they can just throw away from. If there's a greedy corner who is racking in interceptions, you can just throw away. At safety, you're kind of involved everywhere, right? So we're, we might get, you get 17. Hey, you get, you get 14 picks. 14, 13 picks. 13 picks. We'll donate a million dollars to a foundation. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There Whoa. it is. Yeah, 13. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's go. Here we go. You heard it. Yes, you I did. Third, you challenge me now. You third, challenge me. I take challenges personally. Now, so. But there's no way to, like, you're in every single play, right, at the safety position. That's a little bit of a different game. That's why having a ball hawk at safety is such a big fucking deal, though, right? I, I like to be in every play. I like to get to the ball um, every play. You know, I always, I always, you know, when you run to the ball, good things happen, you know. And so, you know, I play, I'm able to play with a lot of vision within this system. And so I'm able to get to the ball a little bit quicker than some guys that may be playing a man. Or, or rushing the passer or whatever. And so, you know, I'm just I, – I like to be able to tell myself every game, you know, go into the game and be the game changer, be a game changer, make, make a play that, that changes the game. And like you said, I'm playing 70, 80 plays a game. One of those plays, you know, got to come my way at some point. So you just keep running to the ball, good things happen. We got great D-line. We got great linebackers that clean stuff up and allows me to be able to play freely in the back end. Well, let's go, huh? Let's go get it. Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's, let's go. Hey, let's, let's go. Let's go. Dude. Let's fucking go, Pat. All right. Well, why not get 17, though? You know, let's not stop at 13, no, though. why not? Yeah, you just why bust not? through that. Yeah, we'll keep adding on why to it. Not? Go ahead and tell your question for Jordan. Jordan, the camera always shows, like, when, when great quarterbacks play together, they're always talking before the game, after the game, or whatever. Like, when you and Minka, two of the best safeties in the league, play each other, is, do you guys have a conversation before and after just to shoot shit? I mean, usually when you see another guy on the other side that you that you watch film, it's always, you know, you go to say what's up to him. Hey, respect to your game. Good luck. You know, best of luck to you the rest of, you know. If, there's some guys, you know, I like Levi Wallace. I'll go chop it up with him uh, before the game. He was here for four years. I was a teammate with him. You know, other guys, you obviously you respect a lot of other other players around the league. So if there's someone, obviously, like me, I'll go up to him. Hey, man, respect what you're doing. And he's balling, too. So, you know. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to stay ahead of him because every time he, he turn on TV, it seems like he getting another pick too. 
So, uh, you know, like I said, it's a very tough defense over there, and, you know, he leads the charge over there. Hey, good luck this week, man. I can't wait to watch. I appreciate it. Hey, I love you on game day, bro, by the way. That, that, that's hot. That's, 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 that's dope. Hey, that's come dope. on, you, huh? Bring the energy. You bring the energy. Hey, that, energy. that means a lot. I need Make to hear that. I need to hear that. I want to let you know. I need to hear that. I appreciate that. There's a uh, lot I of love, college football it. fans that do not enjoy <laughs> me on there. Man, they don't know what they're talking about. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you. I needed that. Let's go yeah, get 13 this year. Live, okay, I appreciate you. Everybody on there is amazing, by the way. I'm lucky to be there. I'm trying to learn as much as possible. I fucking needed that, though. I appreciate you. Jordan, good luck this week. We'll talk to you I hopefully in the near boys, future. Man. Yep. Jordan Boyer, sure. ladies and gentlemen. Yay! All right, a million dollars just popped there we go. up. There we go. Boom. It's a lot of picks. It's a lot of picks for yeah. a safety. Yeah. A corner. It's a lot. That's, yeah, it's a <laughs> yeah. lot of. What's the NFL record? I, was just I feel like, like that would definitely 14. be it. Yeah, 14 is the record. Safety is. is as, as he was talking, and we were talking later. about Kenny Pickett, I believe you asked or somebody asked about how much you can train for uh, prepare for him. Yeah. The stat of three, literally, it just popped in my head. I'm like, oh, Jordan's going to be. He might get two this week. Oh, my God. I mean, Jordan. (laughs) And then I thought in my head, what's the record? So then I didn't know. my. I know his answer was coming to an end there soon. So I didn't have the opportunity to utilize this super fancy talkback button Mm -hmm. to hit Zito to ask him for the record. So I almost said on air, hey, what's the record for amount of picks for a safety or whatever? And then say I was going to give him a million. And then I just uh, blurted out a bunch of numbers, like 17, 15, 14, 13. (laughs) 13. Because I was trying to guess what the record would be. Like in my head, 14 is the record for safety. Yeah, Night Train Lane in uh, 1952. The modern day They were so loose with the ball. The modern day record is 11, basically, with Trevon Diggs. Okay, so we'll make that 12. Give an update and uh, tell Jordan if it's 12. If he breaks an NFL record. Here we go. We will uh, we'll donate a million dollars to a foundation of his choosing. Still might not make the Pro Bowl, though. Well, that's what I'm saying. If he doesn't, don't fucking put him in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If he doesn't break a record that has never you know, been touched before, <laughs> mm-hmm. don't fucking put him in the Pro Bowl. think about no it. Point. He doesn't deserve it. No. Zero Pro Bowlers on that Bills defense last year. So it's unbelievable. Zero. That's unbelievable. They had number one defense in the NFL. Like, mm-hmm. I think scoring, turnover, everything. Yards. Zero. Yeah. The new Pro Bowl is flag football, though, right? Yeah. No, I think it's, I think it's, a, I think it's a whole thing. I, we yeah. might be a part of that. Like, huh. we might be a part of that. I don't know. And I don't know if that's breaking news or not either. And I don't know if it's happening. <laughs> that would be sweet. No. It was certainly a part of the conversation that I had with ESPN whenever we were chatting about it, about things we could potentially, you know, hey, what can – we potentially do stuff together with it. I'm like, I, I think that Pro Bowl could be awesome. Yeah. Because you look, and I'm sure this is what everybody said, and I don't know what we would be a part of. I might only be on a microphone at it or whatever. I don't know if I'm in the preparing process, brainstorming process of it. Probably should be, but I don't know if I will be or not. Or but, like, you look back at the old ones, whenever everybody would go to Hawaii and cared mm. and was invested in, like, those skills challenges that had actual prizes and, like, everybody actually competed in them. Now, I know in the modern world of people not even playing in, like, college bowl games and, like, science telling you not to exude any energy. But if you get some sponsored offer up, like, real fucking money for people, like... You will get a guy to go do something if they're going to get some. Match it to a donation mm-hmm. as well, to a charity. Yep. But every guy is thinking about their business whenever they're choosing not to do shit. They're thinking about their business. Don't want to get hurt. Why? Hurts the business. Don't want to do this. Why? Because it hurts the business. So if you just say, hey, business, not a bad idea to do this, these couple skills challenge, be able to do this. And then we'll also donate too, so we'll be able to make it both. Like You can then, like I think, really get guys to do shit. That quarterback challenge way back in the day. Unbelievable. 
Yeah, like Peyton taking on uh, that guy who... Uh, Jeff Garcia. No, no, not that guy. The, uh, Brett Favre. Oh, that guy. Oh. That guy. That's who I'm talking yeah. about. I'm talking about the... Uh, you don't deserve money. Hey, you no. new here, kid? You're going to buy all my drinks this weekend. You broke? Yeah. You're buying my food. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, you, uh, I'm going to take your hotel room as just kind of a hangout room for me. You can fucking sleep in the lobby. <laughs> Actually, don't sleep in the lobby. We've got a volleyball net in there. Uh-huh. <laughs> Did you sleep outside? <laughs> Anyways, they were all competing at that time. That yep. was long before we knew anything about any uh, defunding. Sure. Right. Before you're stealing from the poor. Stealing from the poorest people in America. In yeah. the poorest state, I believe, yeah. in America. Right. Mm-hmm. So you could technically, if you ipso facto that thing, the poorest people yep. in America. The people who need money the most in America. The United States. Yes. From Maine mm-hmm. all the way down to South Florida and the Keys. Mm-hmm. That's right. You think he was all, watching Robin Hood? All the way over to Southern California. All the way up to which one's on top, Oregon or Washington? Washington. Alaska, oh, Alaska, and also Alaska, Alaska. Alaska. Yep. basically and Russia, all the way down to Hawaii. Of course, the poorest yeah. by far. That whole—that's a big fucking area. That's a lot of people. That's so many people. Yeah, Brett's like them. Don't care, right there. Well, Not- who says they get? They deserve to have clothes and get to eat and have a roof over their heads and a bed to sleep on. That's bullshit. <laughs> You know how many flat volleyballs my daughter's got at her new facility? Too many. What were you saying? He said, let's watch Robin Hood fuck that, the opposite. No, I, I think, you know, Brett, like, he couldn't read a defense. He didn't know what defense was or anything like that. Maybe he misunderstood Robin Hood, was watching it, and got and got it, like, mixed up. <laughs> Good idea. Modern hey, day. I love this guy. Look at this. What is he fucking stealing from the poor and giving to the rich? Yeah. That's, That's a great idea. I fucking do that. He said, nickel defense. What is a nickel, def- nickel defense? What's everybody talking about? Oh, they sub out a linebacker, put him in safety. That's it? Jeez. Oh, I'm going to lunch. Well, I can take that You're nickel paying. from those poor people. Oh, of, uh-huh. My nickel defense. Give me that Are they nickel. ever running dime? Because that's best. <laughs> that's double. <laughs> Need some of those. Anyways, it's terrible. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But back in the day, they used to do the full skills challenge. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they would be throwing that motherfucker as hard as they could. And they'd be, like, really torquing and everything. And they'd be throwing it. And we'd get to see, like, Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. Who could throw the ball further? Like, back in the day, that conversation was being settled on TV, actually. Yeah. And it was at in Hawaii with a rented-out resort. Everybody's families went. There was only NFL people. There was, like, events and concerts. There was, like, it was, like, hey, congratulations on making the Pro Bowl. This is what you get to do. As opposed to... Oh, you made the Pro Bowl. Let's go to work. All right, you got to do. You got to go shovel. Pour you gotta concrete. Pour concrete uh-huh. in the desert. Okay, <laughs> you're staying in a hotel that isn't just for. There's four conventions happening at this hotel. Was that not the case? Yeah, I was there with you. AQ was out there with me. We went out to have a good time. Mm-hmm. The fucking hotel had four different conventions in it. Like, <laughs> in the lobby, everything like that. That was when um, Luke Keekley. I, I I think I met him for the first time, and he's just like glasses, you know, unassuming mm-hmm. white dude, just mm-hmm. walking through. And then all of a sudden, boom, you got like four autograph hounds that just somehow snuck into the convention that was staying in that hotel. They're like, look, can you sign 45 jerseys for me? My whole family's here. <laughs> and it's like, gee, this is the Pro Bowl, huh? Congratulations. Hey, you did congrats it. on Megan, yeah, yeah. Luke. There you go. Congrats on It was 22 degrees at night in Phoenix. I mean, it was fucking freezing. Couldn't go outside at the time. Jeez. I don't know if it was like unreasonably <laughs> cold for the time, but it was. 
It was so cool. It was just like, I remember, th- I think I told everybody that I knew at the time, like, I was like so pumped to make the Pro Bowl because like watching, so. watching it growing up. And they used to have like kicking competitions and like contests. Oh, and yeah. like, then I hear about people boozing. I'm like, this sounds like my fucking, like, I'm about to go do the Pro Bowl. Yeah, like, right. The ball if we're boozing and kicking and doing mm-hmm. like all this stuff and then hanging out, allegedly just hanging out by the pool, everybody just chills. It's like an open bar. Everybody's in there. Music. They have like actual musicians play. I'm like, I can't fucking wait to get the Pro Bowl. And then I get there. I'm like. This is the fucking worst thing about it. <laughs> Sucks. They invited me back. Do you want to? No, I'm not going to the Pro Bowl. This one's in Orlando. You basically got to go do Mickey Mouse the whole time. Oh. Like, is this Ooh. the Pro Bowl? Then they started moving it, and it's like, all right, it's cool. But I think if you made it mean something, I think a lot more people would treat it like it's something. And I think that's like the first step. I think like that's the first step. And then once you get that to happen, then I think it can go on to be great. And if we can get these skills challenges back, when you talk about a time of content, like seeing fucking, let's just go from my kicking position. Mm -hmm. Seeing like a 75-yard kickoff between like Justin Tucker and Harrison Bucker. Yeah. Great content. Yeah. That is literally two minutes of the whole entire weekend. Great content. Seeing Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, if you're able to get them, move it after the Super Bowl if you have to, whatever the case is. Make it a whole skills challenge thing. If you're able to get them, seeing them slice and dice a thing with an actual prize on the line and a big donation that they're fighting for. So like there's some actual competitive juices as opposed to if I go out here and I miss who gives a f- yeah, oh doesn't matter man the AFC gets one less point oh, oh man, man. <laughs> oh do you get home field advantage or anything no, no. Oh, so what's the points well you get a you get a truck if you get the MVP oh does this point matter for that no no oh, okay yeah give me the ball huh? yeah. man bummer that sucks, dude. Shit. And you can say that's shallow of the players to only care if there's, like, something on the line, both for philanthropy and for themselves. And maybe that's the case. But also, it's probably the right play. Could you imagine if a guy fucking throws out his shoulder in the middle of that skills challenge and he's getting absolutely nothing for it at all? It's like everybody will hate him forever. So we live in a modern world where guys can't be risky. But if you make it make sense, I think we can make a, a good opportunity, a good skills challenge. I think personally that's something I could do. Well, when we talked about it, it probably, I mean, it's obviously not going to happen because ESPN has it. But that's where, you know, like if Apple's looking to get into like the NFL game, like that would have been something perfect for them to kind of dip their toes into the water. Hey, we'll we'll take over all the Pro Bowl stuff. And to your point, when it was in Hawaii, it's a little bit different because guys can go out there before it, you take your family. It's like an actual vacation. Like NFL guys can go vacation wherever the fuck they want. You know, you've had Pro Bowl guys, it, Pro Bowl guys. Yeah, yeah. you've had this whole season yeah. where you've been getting your fucking head bashed in, you're sore as shit, and it's like. Hey, you want to come down to Orlando uh, when you're probably pissed off you're not playing in the Super Bowl and do a bunch of bullshit you don't want to do and there's no prizes or no money involved? Like, and you're surprised the guys don't want to do it? It just, I don't think it's shallow at all. Like, you, you got it. And then the guys that go, they don't care. Like, right. whenever you watch, there's a couple guys that care. Like, Crosby cared about uh, last year because it was in Las Vegas. Yep. Great time to go over if you're Max Crosby, and he did. Yep. I think that's really smart. Uh, Mac Jones obviously cared. It was his first sure. one. Young guy, he's doing that. And there's others that were probably not saying, and we apologize. We know you give effort all the time. Hey, are they keeping score? Thank you. Are, you, are they keeping score? Yeah. That's right. Trying to win. Yeah. Hell yeah. I understand those guys are out there. I appreciate and respect the hell out of those guys. Need those guys to have a good league. But for a majority of guys, it's, uh, all right, I got one drive in this game. I'm trying to get from the left side of the field to the right side of the field without getting anything hurt here. And then you 
meet the guy across from you and you're wondering if he's thinking the same thing. And that person is, all right, we got our pro bowl here. And then it's just getting down the field and getting off and everybody talks about how bad it is and they're trying to make a change to it, which is good. But I think you have to make it mean something. If it's going to mean something, it has to make it something. And hopefully they'll do that. You know, hopefully that'll be the case and it'll be great content for all of us, I think. Yeah, and like there is a blueprint. It's not like this is like a brand new idea, like breaking ground. It's like, hey, we need to go back to what it used to be because it's so much better than what it is now. And even the game. Like, the game has just turned into... Yeah, okay, there's no nobody, chance of getting anybody to play any of those games. No, no chance. There is no chance. Just scrap it. Because no, they don't want to play any I think they, they have. Game. Okay, good. But it's seven on seven, it. and didn't you Events say, like, cool. guys don't want to do that either? Well, I think the guys that want to do that will do that, which I hope is what they're doing. I hope it's like, uh, hey, if you want to do this, we're playing. And there is probably a prize. I'd assume there's a prize up for, mm-hmm. for that whole thing. And I assume that's an opt-in situation as opposed to... Uh, you you're made playing. the dribble, you're in it. Yeah. I hope. Just like dodgeball and all the other shit. Yes. I think those are all opt-ins, mm-hmm. which is what you need. Like, you need the people that are going to at least try, you know? And uh, I think they can make it happen. Honestly, I believe they can. I think guys wouldn't mind doing that shit. Do you I'm remember offensive lineman benching. That's what I'm saying. Do you remember the old O-line, D-line benching? It was unbelievable yeah. watching the old lineman of Dallas, 49ers, Warren Sapp, like, Put two twenty five on the bar and throw it around for thirty five, forty times. Like yeah, it was because we awesome. see the college kids do it, mm-hmm. and everybody tunes in for it. Let's you know get the grown do. ass fucking men, but put yeah. a prize up there. Yeah, like I think you got to put a prize up there because you're not going to get these big fucks who run their heads into each other mm-hmm. all all season, sore, whole body sore. They have to stay in shape from their last game until when this is. I'm not saying everybody just stops working out or whatever, but to go do what everybody we're going to want them to do, like guys are going to have to like fucking train for that. So for guys to stay in shape from their last game until then, like, I think you should put like, let's put some fucking money into it. And you could get a sponsor to do it. I mean, there is sponsors that have so much money. So, So there are people right now that have more money than people have ever had in the history of anything. And there's a lot of them. All. Uh-huh. All, all, all of a sudden, there's like so many companies that are the wealthiest companies of all time. It's like somebody would have to sponsor that and be like, yeah, we'll get our name on every big name. We should sponsor it. Like, what do we even... Is Literally it, any I don't know company, if we have the money. I think, I think it has to be a pretty big money. Any thing, company who is affiliated with the NFL has the money to put... Like, the NFL doesn't have, like, rinky-dink sponsors, you know? Like, just, any... Put it up. Any of them. Do a million bucks or whatever. Like, you're never noticing that. And if half of it's going to charity, it's probably a write-off. Yeah, which write-off is an interesting thing. Because everybody just assumes write-off, you just get all of that money back. You, you don't? You do not. No. no, no, no. It's a small percentage of that money back. <laughs> Unless people are doing it differently than us, which I assume that is taking place. Because I hear people aren't paying anything. These always rich people. And I'm like, <laughs> well, how are they doing that? Because I'm writing big checks to this fucking government, yeah. And you boys are too. Now that you're in the, uh, mm-hmm. now that you're in the world that you're in right now, it's wild. You hear these <laughs> stories about these assholes. Ah, one percent fucking assholes. It's like, where? Are, are, I think they're in the north of the one percent. I, yeah. I think they are. They're way up there, fucking everything over. So the write-off is a benefit. It is quite a benefit. I've been accused of doing a lot of write-offs that we don't write off. And then shit that we should write off, I don't think we write off either because we don't want to raise any alarms. But write-offs, you get a, a percentage. It's not like everybody, I think people just assume, oh, it's a write-off, you get that money back. That's not the case. No. Zito told me. I, I thought it was, by the way. Would have been nice. I see if I feel, we're fucking writing shit up. Huh? Yeah. I just, I just, just a whole bunch of helmets. That's how this thing works. 
I just bought a whole bunch of helmets. Zito told me I could write it all off because I use it for work. You certainly can. You certainly can write it off, yeah. He told me I got all the money back. I own five swords. I got all the money back, baby. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's not real. And if it is, he (laughs) needs to not say that no money. Yeah, they're They're coming. He needs to not not say that into a mic. But anyways, the Pro Bowl could be awesome. I just think a company has to put some shit up. Right. Make it worth their while. Exactly. Imagine like some catch. There's some catch thing. Oh, yeah. Am I Brett Favre? What's that? Am I Brett Favre with the swords? Similar. Basically, except you're not killing you're not poor targeting. people. With yeah, them. you're yeah. not targeting. Yeah. That's good. Right. The catching one, remember? That's good. Bad. <laughs> Steve Smith and Chad Johnson, like them talking shit while they're going through. The, it's like a catch every five yards and then turn around and sprint back or something. Yeah, they always have a catch one, right? They run up, it's yep. like on the line, and yep. then the quarterback is sometimes yeah. hit or miss or mm-hmm. whatever. And then some catches, like a one-handed catch, and it's like the throw is like right out. And then mm-hmm. there's some that are just insane. I think they try to set up those moments, yeah. which is a good idea. Good idea. But if you get the guys competitive, I think is the biggest thing. Yeah, because they tried to do like a dunk contest this year with yeah. the catches. Yeah. Yeah, you remember that? Mm-hmm. I do. Hold on. What was it? They didn't have the pad covered. No. Remember, they could have just put a little stage on in just front of that thing. Normal pad. Uh-huh. And they just, but they just had a crash pad just laying there. Yep. But I think they had a storm. Wasn't it like a? It was colder than. Oh yeah, it was, it was super cold. windy. Because Russ was wearing a parka, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and then Michael Parsons didn't wear anything on the forty-yard. Sure. Sure. Yeah, and he what? And everyone was like, "That guy's a maniac." I do like the quarterback carnival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, with the moving targets and that shit. Yeah. Yeah, that is cool. I'm big. Back in the day, that was just golf carts driving yeah. stuff mm-hmm. back and forth. That was awesome too. The technology taking the quarterback carnival to the next level let's keep that for sure let's certainly keep that in the whole thing what if all the skill guys are doing seven on seven i think this would be a big hit with the offensive linemen they do one-on-one with the defensive linemen yeah and then if you get to the quarterback if they d-line gets a quarterback Uh offensense lineman has to sleep in the double bed now we're talking outside time and do a hundred up downs yeah because you gotta stop them every time Mm -hmm. or else that's why you're in a bubble Mm -hmm. sorry you know what would be cool, too? <laughs> that? that what would yeah. you say? Yeah, the punt return cool. thing where they try and catch like oh. as many Seven balls. Yeah. Yes. That yeah. would be sweet. Right? It's a good idea. But not the O-line thing? No O-lineman's doing a one-on-one after October. <laughs> it's not <laughs> happening. Well. After October. After October. <laughs> like, it's the best when the D-line coach comes to the O-line coaches in October, and they're like, hey, you want to do this? Today? Fuck no. Not a chance. <laughs> Zero chance. Sorry. Hey, we it. can do get-offs. We can do get-offs. Like, let's take our first two steps and call it a day. Right. One-on-one's a nightmare, huh? Because you guys are set up to lose. Is that what the problem is? I just, you know, after October, you're on the injury report for being sore. Nobody wants to. What is that? Why do you hey, keep talking Russ. about Russ? Russ is a different. I'm just saying, nobody wants to, nobody wants to get that little added extra hit in. There's no reason no. for it. Yeah. Just wait for. So Detroit. you guys saw. Let's get to a break. Let's take five and then See, AJ Hawk will be joining us. That is a great idea though with the punt returns, but we should have like O linemen and D linemen do Same that thing. stuff too. Yeah. Oh. We should have a teammate. Yes. Should be one big guy, actual returner. Mm-hmm. Big guy. Actual return. Yeah, exactly. Is Com- eating contest out of it? Uh, we can get to mm-hmm. that. Combined catches, though, I think, <laughs> yep. for that one. Then eating contest also in there for the big guys. Bench press, I think, for the big guys. Yeah. So we got the big guys in the game. You yeah. can do the throwing one, too, with big guys. Have the quarterback and an old lineman doing the target practice thing. The quarterback carnival. Yes. Speaking of, before we get to the break... 
host of In the Trenches here on this Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, October 4th, 2022. He is all the way back. Week four of the NFL season has concluded in epic fashion with the San Francisco 49ers dominating the Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams. Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo's record against the Rams goes to 9-0 or 7-0, one or the other. They have been dominant in the series, and last night was no different. The Niners' defense was fantastic. The offense appeared to be all the way back. What are the Niners going to do the rest of the season? We think great things strictly off of last night, but the the league is literally changing week to week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Colts beat the Chiefs a week ago. Colts mm-hmm. lost to the Titans this week. The Colts stink. The Colts beat the Chiefs a week ago. The Colts going to win a Super Bowl. That's the NFL. There's only been one man that has remained a consistent force in this entire prognostication of the NFL season. It isn't the toxic table at Boston Connor and at Ty Schmidt. It isn't one half of the hammer. Don Cowboys, Ten Diggs. Welcome back, Ty. Thank you. Baby, Ty. Yeah, it isn't the in-the-trenches man himself, A.Q. Shipley, who's on the stage with us today. It is this man who's in an attic in Ohio, a man who got it right last night, a man who knew that the Niners were going to do what the Niners did last night in Santa Clara, California, against the Super Bowl champions. He's a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, a Ryder Cup champion, COVID survivor four times, wow. A.Q. Sounds about right. Oh, what do you mean? What? You mean he never had it in the first place? Got it. Nice. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hawk. Yeah. What's up, dude? What are you trying to say? I, I faked my COVID diagnosis? No, I think AQ's thinking if he survived it four times. That, that's been AQ's thing since the beginning. AQ, you know, has been like, all right, I understand. I mean, stat, what are stats? Yeah. You know, that whole thing. Cold. It's been a full situation, but we are happy that you survived. We're happy that AQ survived whenever yeah. he had it, too. AQ. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. too, Tom. Thank you, Tony. Congrats, guys. Ty. Thank you. Ty. Connor. Thank Ron you very man. much. Wait a second. ZD, baby. Z. I had got. I had got. It was not gout. Yes, it was. <laughs> Sounds like 100%. Hey, Could Nick. it be both? Had a baby, Nick. Had a baby, Congrats, Nick. Nick. Thank you, boys. I do think his got was acting up during the middle of COVID, which kind of put Zito's mm-hmm. brain in a blender. You know, mm-hmm. he didn't know if it was the gout altogether making him feel the way he was feeling and the waves he was feeling him. Mm-hmm. Is oh, yeah. gout, the king's disease, getting a little bit more serious with me now that there's going to be a new king? Zito's oh. gout was almost like, you know, when people have arthritis, they feel a storm coming <laughs> in. Right. Zito's king's disease was so strong, Zito thought that there was a chance there was a new king coming. And lo and behold, he was right. So maybe he didn't have Hey, you're right. Zeke wow. didn't have Thank COVID. And I don't think Foxy ever had COVID no, either, right? Never had it. Loser. Yeah. Oh, look at the doorknob. Foxy just COVID knew you were I was, I was the only one that knew it. it takes all of us. You guys didn't know that. Foxy, we appreciate you being the only human potentially in the United States of America. Other than Howard Stern, Howard Stern went out to eat last night with his pies for the first time since 2020. So Evan Fox, Howard Stern, potentially the only people we know publicly that did not get COVID. But we're happy we're past it, right? Yeah. Happy we're past yep. it. It's over. It gets so soft. AJ's president said the pandemic's over, so we're good. So let's move on. <laughs> AJ also said, you know, not just his president, but AJ said that the Niners were going to be a team. Yeah. AJ yeah. said that the Niners were going to win 
last night. AJ, there wasn't a dot for that entire game that the Niners weren't going to win that. That defense appeared to be faster than everybody. And then what D'Amico's doing with them is electrifying. We talked about it a little bit before we got on the show and as the show began. Normally they run those stunts with the defensive linemen with the, the other guys. You know, normally the star one on one, hey, you're going to get chipped. You got to do your thing. But normally the stunts are kind of run with the other guys to get some more production from somebody else. They're running stunts to set up Bosa. And Matt Stafford felt pressure from Bosa nine times last night. He had two sacks. That's an impossible way to win games if you're the Rams. But it's because their offensive line is so damn like, I guess it's a revolving door, not only like on the field, but also for who's who's playing for them. Is that what you knew? Is that why you picked the Niners? Because, damn, that team was awesome to watch yesterday. Well, I mean, I took the Niners, A, because I felt very confident in what their defense could do and the studs they have on their defense. And Fred Warner is so fun to watch play as a middle backer. Like, that dude is always in charge. He's always around the ball. And Bosa, their whole front seven, like, everybody gets so much pressure. It feels like every single play, like, even if you're not getting pressure, you have to be aware of it. You have to always be shuffling around the pocket, worried about it. And then their, their DBs in the back end. I mean, pick six, like, what are we doing here? They they almost, like, not a perfect game, but they play damn good, man. And they're fun to watch. Hell yeah. And this is an incredible graphic here by Dirty. We appreciate that. But Jeez. if you look at the ranking, they're at the top of it for everything. And then on the offensive side of the ball, they get a new running back dropped in. That fucking guy's faster than everybody on the field. So, mm-hmm. all right. That so, they got awesome. wide open holes. He's faster than everybody. Debo Samuel is now... A.Q. Shipley's here, who obviously was player coach Jackie Moon in the NFL yeah, Super Bowl champion. Mm-hmm. He, he reminded me before he went on air. I don't know if you guys could hear him because he might have had your I head. heard it. Right. He goes, uh, hey, who FaceTimed you early last year and said this Debo Samuel guy? And that was A.Q. You've been on the wide back Debo Samuel from the beginning. Last night he proves yet again. In his press conference he goes, I've broken a lot of tackles in my career, yeah, because he has that long one or whatever. He's a guy, man. Absolutely could not lose him this offseason. Smart move getting him back in the building and paying him. I'd assume you feel the same way. Yeah, I mean, he's my favorite player in the NFL to watch. And for two years now, probably longer, he does all the dirty work. He blocks. He goes into the backfield and does the running back stuff. He's obviously an incredible receiver. He's the same type of player as him and Chris Godwin are so good when they get that ball. On the quick screens, just getting vertical. I mean, he does everything for that team. It's incredible. To watch. Yeah, he's awesome to watch. Tom, what were you going to say? Also on defense, Troy Palomalu is coaching up maybe the next Troy Palomalu in Talanoa Ufanga. I heard you're getting his jersey. I might. I oh, mean, you didn't actually. Okay, so that was your maybe voice. Yep. That was his maybe voice, AJ. I don't know if you heard that in the first hour. He said, you know, when I said that, Jelani <laughs> Woods didn't, because he was getting an echo, like he was talking in a stadium and he's dealing with it for the first time because it's just the second day in this studio, which I guess they have new tech and different tech than me. Whenever he talked about Jelani Woods not getting a lot of snaps on offense because he missed Chapel on Sunday and Frank Reich was punishing him, that was taken seriously, like on the internet by some people. So had to clear that Do up. Do they not know who said it? Well, that's that's the thing with the internet, you know. It's a I think, written quote. I think some people saw it. Yeah, they didn't say love tone digs at the end of it. Like the people, oh, okay, it was digs. No, but they didn't put the asterisk, asterisk, yeah. asterisk on it and say said in maybe voice, which is a very clear thing <laughs> yeah. if you were to listen to it. Uh, so it's kind of difficult to do that. But the whole thought about you telling me you're buying that guy's jersey literally right before we go on air, oh, yeah. and then now you're kind of backing off it? Can't have it. Yeah. We just pledged a million dollars to Jordan Boyer, okay? Maybe a shirt. Yeah, why would you not buy it? Yeah, Maybe well, a jersey. Okay, I'm, not a big jersey. I'm not a big jersey guy. Jersey's much smarter, by the way. I see, I see people used to buy People used to buy my jersey. It was a wild thing. I didn't understand it either, if you're watching and asking. 
didn't make any sense. They were very expensive. There was a lot of them sold. Made no sense. Every time I saw somebody on it, I would wearing it, I would literally stop what I was doing, and I would say, thank you so much for spending way too much money on that. Should have got a jersey instead. Literally, should have just got a jersey instead. Would have had the same outcome. I appreciate it. Sign it normally, keep it moving. The jersey is the right play. Yeah. I honestly believe the jersey is the right play. Oh, yeah. People wear jerseys on a regular basis, though, still. Oh, yeah. There. In that suite next to us uh, at the game, on there was jersey eye black on. Oh, can't, can't do eye that. Eye black. What That's is that? Awesome. Can't do that. What was the roof open? Yeah. Awesome. Do, I, it was awesome. What do you mean can't do that? It was awesome. It was yeah, awesome. Yeah, Thank yeah, you, Foxy. Awesome. cool. If the roof's open, allowed because the sun. Well, and the window. And yeah. the window. Hey, if aren't there going, suites down there, Pat? Aren't they just open? You guys are all intermingle and all the boxes down there on the thing? Feels yeah, like it sometimes. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. does. It, it has a good vibe like that. Yeah, come very, one, come all. Very it's good vibe. A big vibe. community, a big commune. That's cool, man. I okay. started wearing cleats to the game. Ooh, good <laughs> well, move. <laughs> you need to, please. Gloves. That's what you need to do. If you're wearing eye black, you better have shoulder pads, <laughs> holding a helmet, football pants, cleats. Cup, if not, wear a cup. Yeah. You're, you're better off just Writing douche on your phone. Oh, 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 not this guy. Not this guy. Cool. Not this guy. Yeah, he was on camera at one point, obviously. Yeah, him up. Like yeah. Fireman A. Like LaFleur. Yeah, like, like LaFleur. Yeah. yeah, I can't stand that either. Oh, what? Oh, come What's on. your problem? This guy doesn't like excited stadiums. Yeah. What's this all about, AJ? You don't like fans. Sorry, guys. Oh, sorry. You don't like fans. I do like fans. There's a big difference between. Some slappy who's boozed up down there with eye black on getting people up on the jumbo trot and the fucking head coach doing Whoa. It on the sideline. Oh, okay. dude. Yeah. You got to pump it yeah. up. What is this from? AQ hates fans, too. Yeah, He wasn't pumping them up. I just looked at AQ. He's been staring into the kitchen thinking about Rice Krispie treats for the past fucking... (laughs) Nah, he's on a 25 minutes. I just watched him. He's on a diet. That boy was doing it. I think think there's a picture of me in a Colts uniform getting the crowd fired up. (laughs) I'm pretty sure there is. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. You know what there isn't a photo of? Hmm. AJ with his hands up, no, with right. his Khalifa <laughs> on the stage. That's right. Yeah, there is. I said it to you. No, guys. never nope. seen it. Only never time he put his it. hands up was to flip off the fans in the yep. crowd. Actually, Wiz <laughs> Khalifa Radio Row. I wonder if we're getting invited back. Hmm. I, I what are you talking about? You had a, you performed with Wiz Khalifa hey, at the right. Super Bowl. What? 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 So Nick had one of the greatest <laughs> fuck ass of all time. Too. Yeah, and he yeah. also poked his head out of him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what a time. That was Did awesome. Did we know that you were featuring that on that with Let's him? Let's go. I is. don't think he knew. Yeah, AQ is a big-time crowd guy. He also cuts the yeah. gloves off the hands because he wants to feel the eyes as he's gouging. Yeah. <laughs> right? Is that what it is? Big mailman. Is that what it is? Just one hand. That's on the snapping hand. Does that right. say, don't tread on me on the back of your tricep right there? <laughs> no. that, was, that was the old high school. Get oh. your initials on the back. Oh, yeah. okay. That's why he became a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Goddamn right. Super Bowl champ. I do like the fact that he has those snapping fingies at. You know what I mean? Because I couldn't wear a glove on my right hand either. I like to feel the ball. Is that right? Same thing for you. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah, you make sleevelesses, and he cuts the fingers off his glove. I don't think you're the only one, right? A lot of people do this in the uh, center community. Oh, mm-hmm. I thought they make them like that. No, why didn't you wear UFC gloves? Ooh. That would have been sweet. Then, yeah, then I wouldn't get as much. Because you're in fight camp now, right? That's right. 
That's right. AJ, How's that going, AQ? Thanks, it's man. going really good. It's really good. Thanks for asking, AJ. Who's These guys the... make a mockery of it. But no, no, no. We are happy it, about man. it. Last week you called it to make awesome. sure you was there. Boom. I called to wake you up. Yeah. I heard about what time your uh, fight camp was. Yeah. I called you 20 minutes beforehand to call and make sure you were awake because you had a long travel. I wanted to make sure you got the fight camp. You're fucking a part of a fight team now, dude. WTF. That's what's called. Walt's training facility. That's a guy's basement that he's training. Yeah. I assume this guy's name is Walt. It's Walt. his house. Yep. Yeah. It's a nice house, but they're on a fight club down in the basement. Yep. And he goes, is there any rules? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's no nothing that's on the ground. Man. You're allowed to talk about it. He's talking about it. Okay, okay, okay. that's good. I thought yeah. it was jujitsu. No, 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 no. No, we're just hitting Mitch. Hitting mitts, oh, okay. hitting heavy bags. Sparring. You guys are light shadow boxing. Light, light shadow boxing, just to kind of get a feel for, you know, how to how to cover up. You sure. Know? Oh, oh, when you oh. schedule you a fight. Anyone in there goes, like, too hard ever? Nah, we're not going to go there. Does you everybody wear crew? the same gloves when they go in there? Is it gi? No, see, I found this you out the hard way. Yeah. Apparently, you're supposed to wear heavier gloves, and it doesn't hurt whenever you're hitting as much. I got the lighter gloves. And Four they, they ounces don't... less than everybody else. Everybody else yeah. is throwing pillows. This guy comes in with fucking bare, bare knuckle boxing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they're, all like they're not real happy about it. This Jake guy. Laser is pissed by it. The fucking AQ Shipley came in here. The fucking heavy hand tried to knock me out. Almost had to kick his ass out of the fight club. <laughs> I think you did a Twitter video on yeah. it last week. Talked about it. Did he? Re- I need to see that. Yeah. yeah. We'll send it to you. Is Gary V involved? She's <laughs> a fucker. No. He wasn't. No. <laughs> you alright? <laughs> What's wrong, Pat? <laughs> Sweet Jordans. Thank you. Appreciate that. They live in the locker room now, uh, so they're always here for me. That is probably what Jay Glazer said. It is. <laughs> and I know AQ was sucking wind, and he said, Hey, AQ, I didn't hear no bell. And then boom, <laughs> came right. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should set up like a charity fight, like an exhibition. Yeah, AQ versus Jay Glazer. Yeah. Oh. Raise money for charity. No, listen, remember this guy, he's won. If he was to do what me and Jay did <laughs> on a Super Bowl thing, this guy's paralyzed probably. Remember, yeah. mm-hmm. cannot be involved oh, yeah. in any physical, but he's in there shadow boxing in some dude's basement. You know, like as friend, I'm kind of worried. What are we doing in here, dude? Oh, I'm on a fight team. I'm on a fight. Oh, you're on a fight team. Okay, so. My... Wait, do you really say he's on a fight team or no? Yes. No you should see did the you? text messages we get. It says fight practice tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. <laughs> it is awesome. I'm so happy he's found something. You know, he loves the guys that he's in there Seems with. Seems like a high risk, high risk kind of thing, though, yeah. when the guy can be paralyzed with one touch. Yeah, I don't let people touch me. <laughs> oh, good, good. It's a big thing. I'm too quick. But, Doesn't oh, JJ? I do not want to see that. You leak yeah. the uh, information about? What's that? His heart? Oh, I didn't do that. No, I thought it was you and Rich Ormberger. You guys were at fight camp. <laughs> yeah. And now you guys are rolling around. Yeah. Yep. Somebody said, that J.J. Watt shit was awesome. And he did like the tweet, so I believe he heard yes. our take on it. Mm-hmm. So I, I think we can assume that it was accurate. Not us saying, J.J. said, my heart stopped yesterday. It's right. beating today. I'm playing football tomorrow. Like, he didn't actually say that, but that's what how the tweet read. Right. It was like, yo, this guy almost fucking died, was probably told could have died mm-hmm. if didn't get it taken care of. And then a few days later, he's playing football again. It's like, that's a J.J. Watt, right? Like, that is what J.J. Watt is. Because yeah. you see the gifts of the broken nose with the blood running, the dancing in Houston. That entire city ran off of how J.J. went. And I think it's like the, the character, and not... I'm not saying that as, you know, saying it's separate from the human, but 
J.J. Watt has become a full thing. You know, like a J.J. Watt thing is like, uh, I bring energy. What? Leadership. What? Grit. What? More grit. What? More grit. What? Like, that's what J.J. Watt is almost. Like, that's what you think of when you think of J.J. Watt. So, like, that whole situation, um, I was excited to kind of see him get, emo- I don't want to say emotional about it, but, like, realize, like, man, I got a kid on the way. Like, he was almost a human for a second there. And then it made me realize, like, oh, that shit was pretty serious at last week. And look, he's on the fucking field again. Like, that's, that's old school, AJ. That's a, that's a wild. I'm happy for him. I'm pumped for him. And I'm thankful that I got to play in the same league as him. But that dude's a fucking animal, bro. A fucking animal yeah. out there. Well, it's like anything to do with your heart has to be just, I can't imagine how scary that would be when you realize, like, something is up with my heart, no matter how serious it could or might not be. But, like, yeah, to think of going through that the week of a game and then what's he feel like during warm-ups like is he what if he's like oh man i don't know am i that's i I just feel like he would be anxious for a while during that game i completely forgot about like yeah you you first get your first like a little winded you get a little winded in warm-up somehow and all of a sudden you start feeling like the chest is tight it's like oh is this normal is this what i normally feel like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or is this oh that's a whole thing i mean you i don't want to say it was a heart injury but you had an uh injury that was obviously scary the whole like can change your life injuries is a lot deeper, I think, right? And I think deeper. we watched it with JJ there. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. You, you could see kind of him being pretty emotional after the game, right? I mean, it's like it could have almost have been taken like that, right? And Perspective. The, the crazy thing yeah. is I mean, he literally has that thing done and he's back out the next day. Well, then it's a ball save the game. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Don't cry, JJ. You, you tip the ball. Tip ball save the, the game, brother. <laughs> Stop being sad. That's what it sounded like, that reporter. I, yeah. I respect that reporter just being like, football, though. Yeah. <laughs> JJ. Cheer up, man. What are you win? doing? We got a big win over the Panthers, dude. Yeah. This was a game you guys could have lost, probably would have lost in like last year. You fucking tip, you saved the game. Come on. Yeah, boys played good. I almost fucking died last week, bud. But yeah, it was a great game. You're right. I did, I did JJ SWAT one, didn't yeah. I? <laughs> what if he would have done yeah. that? All right, let's dive in uh, to some more news around. The NFL. The Eagles are the number one seed in the NFC, and they currently have a top five pick from the New Orleans Saints. This whole situation with the Eagles from going to, you know, Super Bowl, them becoming a laughing stock almost mm-hmm. from oh, outside. Yeah. We were wondering which building's on fire more the Houston Texans, which we've all seen sure. and heard about, it was on fire. It's bad. Or the Philadelphia Eagles, who go to a Super Bowl, fans celebrate for the first time in 50 years, eat poop off the streets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember, AQ? Who yeah. was doing that? Who? Fans. John's, bro. What are you yeah. talking about? Just <laughs> eating poop because they were so happy? Yeah, eating bro, yeah. poop. Bro, some fucking guys, John, bro. What is this guy? Come on, AJ. What are you, you, know? you guys reference it all the time. I need to know That's if true. this is real or not. Were they eating like horse poop from the parade? or Yes, yes dude. Yes. Some John, bro. Yeah. The night they won the Super Bowl, they were eating poop off the street. And that poop... Just because... Well, the horse why? actually ate a cheesesteak from... Dal Sandro's, and that's what people were actually <laughs> saying is, Hey, eat that horse shit. It's way better than Geno's or Pat's. Yeah. And they did. <laughs> they yeah. did. And then some John goes over there. Mm-hmm. And then some other John eats the John. Mm-hmm. And then they're all like, yeah, we won the John. Yeah, they mm-hmm. won. And the John was Lombo for the first time in 50 years. <laughs> and then they built a goddamn statue of the two people, Philly, Philly, that whole mm-hmm. thing. Everybody's gone. Everybody's gone. 
Two people in a statue fucking – they don't even survive another year. Fucking – that quarterback's gone to Jacksonville, to Chicago, to the Colts. If he's not playing right by now, I mean, that tells you what you need to know. He had a hell of a run. Hey, congrats, dude. Hey, baby, man. Super Bowl champ. And then Doug Peterson, he's turning around the Jacksonville Jaguars, maybe. I mean, this past week against Philadelphia Eagles in his uh, reunion with Philadelphia, his homecoming, if you will, with a place that he has a statue of him outside of yep. the stadium. They didn't do that great. He's gone. Carson Wentz is gone. Everybody's dead. Joe Douglas is gone. Everything stinks in Philadelphia. And all the Johns in Philly are like, oh, of course. Of course. Can't have anything good for too long. And then somehow the Colts go, Sirianna, get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. You go be the head coach, offense coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yep. You start cutting promos and press conferences that sound hysterical, yep. absolutely hilarious. But behind the scenes, you get the entire team to buy in right. to one mission. You get incredible leadership from like Jason Kelsey and the boys who just saw the world implode before then, love the city of Philadelphia, would like to see the Eagles get back to being great like they were just like three years beforehand. And you get a Jalen Hurts dude. Then you trade for a weapon on draft night. Then all of a sudden, the city's back. The team's good. And they're the only undefeated fucking team in the NFL. And they have a top five pick. And the future looks very bright. I mean, these Eagles fans, these Johns everywhere, have been to the top John all the way down to bottom John. You know what I mean? They've been through all the Johns just in three years. And it seems like they're back on top of the world for good, AJ, at least for the next five, ten years. And I'm happy for them. I'm happy for the Johns. I'm really happy. I'm happy for Sirianni, especially how he came on the scene and what happened mm-hmm. here on this show and Ty and everyone not really taking him too seriously what? at first. But I think as the what season went, we knew Don't this guy is dare. legit. And he's on the show tomorrow, I believe, right? 1235, it has been confirmed he'll be on wow. tomorrow Eastern Standard Time. I'm excited to talk to him, though, about, like, as we were potentially reenacting press conferences. Thank you. Showing our homage. Yeah, mm-hmm. paying homage. To... The man, right? Nice form of flattery it was how we learned about him almost. Yeah. Then we heard from some people like, "Hey, that's pretty similar to what that John's like." Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they say it's pretty, pretty similar. You know, that's just people. We'll we'll find out when we talk to him. Hopefully, hopefully he gets comfortable enough that we get to see him. Mm-hmm. You know, he he opens up and has because he seems always comfortable. Like that's why I think he is. He people love him there because we say it all the time. If you're authentic, man, whatever that may be. It, people will, I think, respect that, at least. And if you're winning, people will absolutely love what you are. He's a deep thinker, which we enjoy on this particular show. Yeah. He cares. We, we know he cares a lot, and he really, really wants to win. Like That definitely comes through. And he got the team to buy in, I think. And that's why yeah. Eagles fans are so fucking pumped. They have the identity of Philadelphia. They're winning. They're buying in. Sirianni's not just a fucking cookie-cutter coach. Mm-hmm. It's like, what a good time to be an Eagle fan when it was looking like it was over again. Just a couple years back. Yeah, probably the quickest turnaround I feel like we might have seen ever. And also, it wasn't as if it took like time for Sirianni to become Sirianni in his opening press conference. He gave us the equation for his success, which was less thinky, more, more athlete. Dewey. Dewey yeah. Oh, no more athlete takeover. Takeover. Right, there take it over. is. Yeah. So it wasn't as if he like was trying to be somebody. Like He's just been Sirianni from the get-go. That's why it's so easy to root for the guy. Well, we did have to bury that open press conference. That's true. But th- now, what are we supposed to do? Well, people talk the message about was it. good, though. The yeah. message was good. Hey, I don't want my guys thinking. I want them flying around and having fun, hitting people and scoring points. And that's what they do. Well, and that's what I think we're learning through the Sirianni era. It's like, hey, the way he talks is a little bit different than everybody else, but the message seems to ring true. Yeah. It's like when Jim Irsay was tweeting, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, what the fuck's this guy saying? It's like, well, you got to pick through what he's – there's a message in there somewhere, all right? And that message probably deeper 
than what, you know, you were thinking Jim Mercy's potential talk. There's some people that the way they deliver their words or their message is a little bit different than what other people do. So your natural reaction is to judge it. This is like, you know, when people, you know, listen to a song. And some people listen to the beat of the song and like it or hate it. Yep. And some people listen to the lyrics and like the song or they hate it. And if you listen to the lyrics, sometimes a song that is shit because the beat is bad is actually pretty deep. And it always seems like person's either a beat person or a lyric person. And Sirianni's lyrics have fucking, seems like they've cracked the case, yeah. cracked the code over there in Philly. And I enjoy it. I can't wait to fucking talk to that guy tomorrow. Well, to your point, too, about, like, Karen, you know, we heard what Josh Allen said after seeing the uh, stuff with Ken Dorsey going ape shit in the, uh, the coach's box. Like, Sirianni gets fired up on the sidelines. You can tell how much he wants to win. He wants to protect his guys. Everyone remembers in the preseason game when Jalen Hurts got blasted mm-hmm. and he was yelling across the field at Salah, like, hey, fuck hey what the fuck was that, Salah? You know, <laughs> like, he cares. He really does. And these guys love him, and it's obviously it's a lot easier to kind of fall in line and, fall, and pick up what he's putting down when you're winning games. Like, if they would have sucked last year, but that, they went to the playoffs. So it's like, how can you deny what he's doing? It's just like in Miami with McDaniel. I'm happy they're having success because he doesn't have to change at all, you know? Oh, I mean, that's like we say, if you win, you can do whatever you want. You, can, you basically can get away with anything. And so you can show your personality. Also with Sirianni and McDaniel down in Miami, they always talk about coaches – Hey, I want my guys, like, I want to let you be you. Be an individual, but obviously we're all working for the same goal. Be you, keep the same kind of message, but also, like, have fun. And I don't want to stifle any of your personality because I know that's when you play the best. I think both these coaches, too, like, players see that. Hey, these guys are real. Like, they're not putting on an act for the media, for us. So we feel comfortable doing the same. Hey, congrats to the Eagles. John's time. Oh, yeah. Eagles. Hell yeah. All John's. Now, dude. Go if, they have, if they somehow fall apart, it will be. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why are you putting AJ. that John I'm out there? I'm not saying they will. I'm saying like any team. If you start out hot, everyone's expectations are so high. What's this John's problem, dude? Yeah. Am I saying John right, by the way? I think so. I think you, so. You, Definitely. You ever seen Creed? Like you're, like you're using it the same way they do it in Creed. Adonis <laughs> goes to order a uh, cheesesteak for I the first time with his girlfriend. Yeah. Vince Papali with the Johns on it. He's acting like a real Porter John right now. Yeah. Poopy John? No, Check see, out. that's not. I think it's J A W N. Bingo. Porter John. There's no T. That one is J A H N. John. 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 Like go for I think it. that's. Is that Baltimore? A jaunt? <laughs> Yes, actually it is. Is that Baltimore or is that Philadelphia? No, that was, I believe it's PG County, Baltimore. Yeah, I think that's Jount oh, okay. is a Baltimore thing, I think. Hmm. If I know correctly, because there's a lot of players from there on the UK team, and that is, I heard a lot of Jounts. Okay. One of our friends, rest in peace, mm-hmm. changed his name from John to Jount while mm-hmm. he was at college at Duke. <laughs> yeah. That's sweet. Yep. Legend. Legend. Rest in peace, John. Like, legally, John. He like legally did that? Yeah. Much. I mean, it was at one point he was a doctor too. It was Doctor John, and it was <laughs> good for this guy. Rest in yeah. peace, dude. Hey, John, you did it, dude. That's wedge breaker of all time. All time, dude. We're talking football player. He was he was ready to go out there and whatever it took. Risky. I mean, every play, every play like that. John was a legend, dude. Rest in peace, dude. Yeah, but I think John's Baltimore. Got it. And that's the only reason, I think. I'm not 100% sure. Because I was a little bit alarmed whenever I learned that we had a new name. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, anybody see John? It's John. (laughs) 
I missed something. What is John? Oh, Johnson. It could be anything. <laughs> but it's my uh -huh. name. And I'm like, all right. So that's John and John. And I think Philly and Baltimore, we might be wrong about this. And I assume the comment section, some John or John is letting us know whether or not we're right. But that's a close area. How come everybody doesn't just have like a version of I'm, that? I'm getting in the, the comment section, J-A-W-N is Philadelphia. John. Yeah. John. Yeah. John. There was a recent cop show in Baltimore, and it sounded like a Philly accent. I think those two yes. accents are very. Yeah, they're close. Yeah. I think Philly and Baltimore about the water? are close, right? I mean, only an hour what, an hour and 20 minutes away from each other, right? Baltimore. You tell me. I don't know. I think it's like an hour and 20 minutes away. He lived in Baltimore for a good bit of time He's and Baltimore. also lived in Philly. What's that? Baltimore. What was that? Baltimore. No T. Baltimore. 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 That's where the Giants are? That's where Baltimore's are. Baltimore. I've been to Baltimore a couple times. <laughs> yeah. I enjoy Baltimore. Hey, we shut it down. Duh, shut it down. What a night. And by the way, I've been meaning to say this for some time. Sure. If you ever find yourself in Baltimore, mm -hmm. there's this place that's run by just like the worst people of all time. Yeah, Scum of the earth. But their restaurant and atmosphere oh. is maybe the best in the country. Yeah, top. second to none. Jimmy's is the name. Famous seafood. I think they ship nationwide, too. They, so they have the best crab cakes of all time. I don't know how they do it because the people that are making it. <laughs> What? They, still sell, they still selling COVID? Well, I don't know. They had a good sale on it, two for one, they were yeah. saying. With That's why AJ got four times. Yep. He only went to Jimmy's twice. Why do you hate these people? Why do you hate the people that run the place? Because they it's suck. so good. Well, Connor has his own reasons. Yeah. I, because crab cakes are too good. Mm -hmm. So good. So it's hard to eat any other crab cakes after you eat their crab cakes. So, you know, when you don't live in Baltimore and you don't have any giant friends, you know, you automatically say, well, fuck you, because you kind of ruined mm -hmm. my crab cake experience. Have you tried the cicada cakes? So I didn't that try good. that, but I did go down to the bakery, and they had this oh, nice COVID God. carrot cake for oh. them. <laughs> and it was delicious. <laughs> so good. If you want to be out 10, 11 days, yeah. two Last negatives needed. Yep. couple oh. slices of that thing gets you right. They, they do have a bakery, though, that... Uh, it's unbelievable. Yes, it, is. it really is. It's Very the nicest good. bakery so ever. Jimmy Seafood does? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah it's oh, in the basement. It's fucking unbelievable. This There's place. a guy had a TV show. Shaved Head dude had a TV show on, uh, like, the Food Network a long time ago in Baltimore. It was, like, when those shows were big. Guy Fieri. Dude, this guy show. used to go to places because they had the little Guy Fieri thing. Didn't, isn't that, wasn't that your thing? I would literally Google it, and I'd be like, This was right. a thing. This was a thing. Carlo? It's only, it's only an hour and ten minutes away? Yep, we're going. Hop in the car, go straight to a Triple D place. And you get wow. to a place, and there's a spray-painted nice. Guy Fieri head yeah. on the yeah. wall. That's how you know. Yeah. He's that. That's oh, sweet. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, did they do Jimmy's, I wonder? Showed I up. Think they did. I assume so. I think they did. Had to. Place yeah. is so good. Assholes running it, though. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah. Can't Don't give them your business. Business. You know what I mean, AJ? I don't know what you mean at all, but yeah. I, crab cakes, luckily, are not really on my radar. Dude. Well, what? Oh, do you do any idiot. seafood at all? They got these scallops. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, oh. I like seafood, but what this crab cake's a consistency. I'm a consistency guy, and Steak. that whole, that's just not my thing. No, that's why they. I'll try. I would try it for sure. They'll ship it to your house. Yeah. You're yeah. going to pay them, though, because, listen, they all run a business. That's right. Yeah. It's not quite boiled chicken, but you might like it. <laughs> <laughs> I grill chicken. I don't boil it. Same thing. Of course. Boiled chicken's gross. For the college football. Really? Whoa. For the college Compared football. to grilled chicken, yeah. For the college football primetime uh, with our show on Saturday night. Yep. Mm -hmm. This dude was trying to order Cheesecake Factory's grilled chicken from two hours out. 
to this place. <laughs> need it so bad. Just, I need the uh, grilled chicken tonight. Can't even think about eating. Uh, are you guys going to have wings for everybody. I'm trying to worst. get you your little, uh, your little hot dog deals you like. I'm on oh, keto. I'm on, oh, good. I'm glad I didn't find it. I'm on keto. I'm on keto, dude. Do you eat Cheesecake Factory every night? Is that what you do? I don't ever have it in Ohio. I only have it really when I'm with you guys because here they don't deliver it where I'm at. And so it's like I'm not going to go in there. So You're uh, so good with your diet. I have a lot of respect for it. I just saw Dana White say that, you know, my nutritionist, and I think Dr. Joe Rogan was even saying it, you don't really hear of any uh, essential carbohydrates, but you do hear of essential fats and essential oils and everything because he was defending the keto diet because he has lost mm-hmm. a lot of weight. He, he looks, looks great. He looks mm-hmm. very good. And somebody talked about him, how it isn't sustainable or whatever. And he was talking about how his scientists and then also the people that were interviewed on Rogan are like, do you ever hear of an essential carbohydrate? You don't. You hear about everything else that's basically in the keto thing. I do keto. I enjoy it. I love it. There's this new bread. I'm not going to say the name because it's not out yet, so I don't want to put it into people's. There's a bread coming out for keto people, though. We did it. Game changer. We did it. If what they're saying is true, is true. Mm -hmm. Because that's like a big thing. It it would have to be, I guess, because they're going to be a legit company and they're going to launch. But it's the keto thing is great for me, but I do feel like I'm going to die at some point because my heart's just going to stop. Because I'm just, you know, like how... How can this be good for me? What I'm eating right now. Be all right. Yeah. I'm eating. I'm eating like a uh, steak, a burger. You know, give me some. Uh, I'll eat some bacon. Right. You know, give me some eggs in there, some right. cheese. I'm like, yeah, that's great. I'm doing it. And then I'm like, everything I just put in my mouth, I was told for my entire life, like, hey, go to stop your ticker. You mm-hmm. know. And then now uh, that's all I'm eating. It's an interesting little game changer. This keto diet. Don't worry about it. our earliest ancestors did it, and they didn't even cook the meat. So. Okay, so Liver True. King here. Yeah, I've seen what you've been doing the last mm-hmm. two weeks during paternity leave. You talking about the primals? Yeah. What's that guy's deal? Just living like he would. In he's everywhere. Ten BC. He's everywhere, dude. Do you know Liver King? Yeah, he's definitely taken. Whoa! More than whoa, 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 Dude, organ, organs. Yeah, that lifts your testosterone because yeah. you're eating liver. You're eating something that already has it in there, so it's right. naturally going to be boosting it. You believe that? Boom! Hell Look yeah! Boom! Count them. All the abs, AQ. Bang, 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 bang. Stooge, AQ doesn't mean you're to bring him. No one in the locker room looks like that. Well, a couple guys, but they did fail. They did. Whoa. No need to say names here. No need to say. I thought he was yoked. Who? Well, there's a lot of yoked guys. I don't look like that. Well, <laughs> I will say Leron did kind of. I mean, <laughs> Leron was unbelievable, dude. You should have seen that. And what guy. was he eating? Organs. And? He it, wasn't eating liver. QBs. I, I don't think Leron was eating. I don't think, Leron was awesome. Whoa, you looked awesome. You look better than this guy. Whoa, just want to let you know that. And that's a big compliment, I think, for Whoa. He would do like uh, 30 sets. You know how people do reps? Yeah. Right? He would do like 30 sets, I guess, at night at like an L.A. fitness. Jesus. Just a little late night pump. How you doing? Not in the 30 facility. sets, AJ. Yeah, well, in the facility, too. What are you talking about? We had 20 sets at lunch. <laughs> Two a days. This dude, the amount of work he put he in. He was so jacked. So fucking jocked, dude. <laughs> so jocked. First day he walked in. I, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, my God. And I've watched professional wrestling my entire life. So, like. You know, there's dudes that are jocked that are walking around. Yeah. Leron Langer walked in. He, I was like, this fucking guy. Holy shit. Now, what AQ was alluding to, 
I think he did accidentally take a supplement that was tainted that he did not know about. Oh, that's not okay, so he failed a test. We do not know if Liver King has done something no. similar. He took a little of that fast-acting, uh, what was that stuff uh, that really got you going? Deer antler spray? No explode? And no explode. And no explode. That shit got pulled from the market, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's taking oh, it. it's still out there. What? Isn't it? Not the original version. It's, not it's like the Mickey oh. Mouse... Um, What's gotcha. the drink that we use? Four loco. Four loco. It's like Ooh. that. How they had to dumb it down. Yeah. Dumb, dumb. Not kill people? Is that what you mean? Is well, that what you meant to say, Richard? Kids right there? these days couldn't handle it. Well, I don't think kids our days could either. That's why they had to. That's why they pulled it. That's why they had to. We were actually the ones that couldn't handle it. Yeah. I, our generation, I believe, couldn't handle it. Now, this generation definitely, definitely, no chance. definitely could not have. But I don't know if this is a fight that we just get to go. You soft fucking punks. <laughs> I don't know if that's our thing. All right, let's move on to some other news from last night. Um, obviously, Bobby Wagner had the greatest tackle in the history of the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, there have been others, a belly-to-back suplex from James Harrison. Anthony Schlegel has taken out a kid uh, on storming a field situation with yep. a rock bottom wearing khakis. That is awesome. Last night, Bobby Wagner on the Peyton and Eli Monday Night Manning broadcast was shown bombing a protester on the sideline of a game. Now, Patty Piero is going to bust out here because I do believe we have to um, kind of make sure we zoom in on some facts, you know, because there's people, after I put out a tweet calling Bobby Wagner a hero, uh, they're attacking me for the usage of hero. Had a couple military people say, he ain't no hero. (laughs) And I agree, okay? If we're going to – I'm sorry that in the way I wrote hero there, it was automatically assumed that I thought Bobby Wagner, headhunting a fucking maniac, was anywhere near as heroic as, like, you know, firefighters that run into fires sure, and sure. save kids, or, like, cops that get in the way, or, like, the military mm-hmm. that's over there uh, doing their thing. Like, n- no way did I... You weren't insinuating no. that either. No, by the way, think they're heroes, too? Hey, yeah. they, they, Different levels. With that being said... Mm-hmm. Big hero move. Yeah, Even if you heard Peyton Manning react in real time, oh, nice oh, hit. Yeah. Nice hit. Veteran play. You heard George Kittle go, that was awesome. That's literally what George Kittle said. That was awesome. Every player that you've heard talk about this situation has gone fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Because every player has said for a long time, how come these guys are able to get so fucking close? If they're able to jump onto the field with a smoke device... This dude's got a fucking smoke stick in his left hand. People are like, yeah, that's all he had. How the fuck do you know know? that a human who's sprinting right at your bench? I mean, he was running directly at this bench this way, and then he turned around and ran north up the sideline. Obviously, you should know that somebody who has a smoke stick and was able to get that onto the field has nothing else. And if they're running onto a football field with millions millions of people watching along, let's assume they're very passionate about their, you know, message, which we have an appreciation for. Whatever this person is protesting, I'm sure they're very passionate about it. I'm sure it's a worthy cause that they are protesting. With that being said, it's fucking illegal. You're putting a lot of people's lives potentially at risk. You're holding up everybody else's life. Nobody paid to come fucking watch you do this. I understand what you are doing is worthy. But if we continue to just say that these people are awesome and this is what needs to happen, it'll continue to be a trait that people do. We don't need that. We need fucking people to do their thing. We appreciate your passion, but stay the fuck off the field. 
field. And if you have a smokestick, yeah. how is anybody supposed to assume that you've got nothing else? And as he's run, oh, oh buddy, no. I will say, I very much appreciate the fact that this dude has his head up, you know, he didn't tuck yeah. his head at all. Kept that chin up, didn't he, AJ? He wanted to make eye contact with Bobby Wagner. Well, that kid's never been hit before. Well, it did, it did appear that way as, yeah. as the kid was running or whatever. Bobby could have hit him way harder, by the way. Bobby definitely did not give it everything. I agree. That. Could have won actual onto cranium. He doesn't. He hits him in the chest, knocks him down, helps out the security, walks off, doesn't do anything after. Hey, doesn't mean any harm. No, just no. wants to end the situation in the safest way possible. I think that that is a heroic move for the situation. Yes. Not a bigger hero than cops, military, firefighters, teachers, sure. anybody that you want to mm-hmm. label and put in first responders, uh, frontline work, like any those people, it's a different world. But in this situation, this needs to happen more often. And I think that's exactly what you heard from all the players. And I'll take it one step further. You know, like Dahmer, where they knew, right, this dude did it. This guy's got fucking bodies in the apartment. Okay, heads, heads in the apartment. I think there should have been an opportunity to post him up in downtown Milwaukee or wherever the fuck he was and just a donation, okay, to the families or whatever, 20, 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. You punch Dahmer right in the face, just one time, just yep. right in the face, mm-hmm. and then you can go back in line if you want to, and then somebody else can come through, boom. You play stupid games, you win stupid prizes sometimes, exactly. and I think we have to remind people that. There was a lot of people coming after me. There's people coming after me for saying that about Bobby. Like, he's going to get sued. That's a lawsuit. He did the wrong. He's 241 pounds. That's just a kid. That is just a kid out here. How about this? Oh, Patty, you sound like the police chief of Hicksville defending a bad cop from unnecessary force. What? Bobby was in the wrong. He's a 240-pound man wearing armor. He's going to have to settle because it's a pretty good open and shut case. Stay in your lane. The world needs less heroes. Now, this could be a troll account jumping into the situation, but there was tweets just like this from yeah. actual humans in abundance last night to me. I actually had to follow up and say, like, to the people that are saying he's going to get sued, get yeah. the fuck, yeah. you are what's wrong with America. This guy trespasses, who knows what he has, gets his ass blown up because he's out running security, spends a night in jail, and then he's going to be the one that's going to get paid for it. That's what people want to, like, even if, let's say, that does happen, which I don't think it's possible because I think you're doing an illegal act. I'm not sure mm-hmm. you have the right to sue, but I'm not a fucking lawyer. Never will be. Never don't, Can't read enough books. We have a book club. Never done it. But with that being said, you shouldn't want that to be the way life is anyways. No. You know, AJ? Like, that's, I have so many problems with it all, and I appreciate the fact that Bobby Wagner came out and said, security looked like they were struggling. I was just trying to help them out, and then I got on my way. You don't know what that guy has. We have no idea what that guy has on him, and that's really real. Chappelle show, somebody comes up with yeah. a Yep. Other people have done stuff. It's like people can sneak shit in, especially if they're willing to get on the fucking field. And I think every player agrees with that, AJ. I apologize for going long there. I was getting attacked last night, and I was like so fucking flustered. Like, how, how is anybody? How is anybody on that side? That's I, how people are, though. That, that, those same people that are saying he's going to be sued or he should be sued. Yeah, I'm sure you can try. I, I hope it doesn't go through. I hope it doesn't work. But those are the same people where they think it's all right for somebody to sue. Say – I'm a criminal. I break into your house. You beat the hell out of me. You put me in the hospital. I get to sue you because you beat the hell out of me, even though I broke into your house to try to hurt you or your family. Like people do, they sue in those situations too. It's wild. It's a wild world that we're in. And I understand that I guess that's a loophole where people are able to do it, but it doesn't mean you should be rooting for that. Like that ain't, hey, come on. And you, I mean, 
if anyone, yeah, whatever happens, like this is Bobby was absolutely right. You're damn right. We don't know what he has on this. We this dude could have anything on. Well, that's what Bobby said. You don't know what that fan got or what they're doing. You see it all the time, and we don't know what they're carrying in their pockets. It's whatever that little smoke stuff is, but that shit could be dangerous. Mm -hmm. But if you're able to get a smoke stick in the game. Okay, let's assume that you're potentially able to do anything else. And I think yeah. plastic has the ability to be created into mm -hmm, a lot sure. of things. Mm -hmm. Not that anybody on the Rams sideline, when they saw this person run up, was like, oh, I'm scared that this person's going to hurt me. That's like an absurd thing to think about. But also, this motherfucker is just running at our sideline. We have no idea who they are. Obviously, like, you're allowed to be like, hey, get the fuck away from Like, that yeah. is something we should be completely okay with. And I guess there's some people that aren't. That's wow to me. I think I was too naive to that. I no got to know that there's repercussions if you do shit like this. It's just as simple as yes. that. Because if they just let this guy run around and run around and then they just kind of corral him and take him on the field, we're going to have four to five of these people doing this every single game. Yeah. And to AJ's point, like Bobby Wagner could have fucking killed this guy. He could have put the crown of his helmet down and put his fucking lights out. But he didn't. He just fucking... Look at us football people being good people. Well, mm -hmm. and, and yep. you saw it. Like, yeah. At, at yeah. the start of the video, there's the other security guy who like blows his knee out or something trying to run after him. It's like, yeah. hey, sometimes like we've all talked about the Wayland security people that oh. they had. You know, you got an 85-year-old bag of bones. Like, guess what? <laughs> if they can't get the job done, one of these guys mm -hmm. will. And, and if you're not ready for those repercussions, don't, do don't get on the fucking field. And the future people have to know they can't do it, too. Exactly. Yeah. Because let's, yeah. Ah. I don't think they even spent the night in jail. Didn't you see the picture they posted? It was still dark like they let him out that night. Well, probably post some bail, you know, because whoever he was with probably spent yeah. some of the money mm -hmm. that could go mm -hmm. to helping. But the there's two of them. Him and, like, another girl, both were down there. Oh, I didn't see the other one. I saw a picture. They're both, like, holding up their little citation or whatever. They're, like, proud. What did he, uh, who did he ask? He has somebody on show. He said, hey, if somebody glues their hand oh, to the yeah. field. Mm -hmm. you, you love these things, huh? No, but I, I love the absurdity of some of them. Yes. You just this thing, yeah. Like, I watched Brad Jones, my teammate. He like some kid ran out before kickoff one time, and Brad Brad's an awesome dude. He kind of hopped hopped like behind him, and almost the guy didn't know, and then he just picked him up and bam, slammed the hell out. And then the security <laughs> came. Hell yeah, it was awesome. The place went crazy. Yeah, so James no Harrison did. The field. and then he held him down until security. James came. Harrison did a belly to back suplex, a German suplex, just boom right over top, and then holds him down. Security comes to see you later. That's a football field. Hey, you get on football field, football might happen. Man Sorry about arena. it. Sorry about it. Consequences, man. Hey, listen, if Bobby Wagner was to run up into the stands and you want to throw a beer in his face, hey, sure. that's going to happen. Yeah. That's going to potentially yeah. happen, you know? Like, that's happening yeah. in the stands. That's the type of shit that happens out there. On the field, same rules. Well, I mean, if you go on the field, happen. you should just be happy that the cops didn't shoot you or, like, get oh, you. I, I don't know. What was that guy, well, LSU? That was LSU. Idea. Yeah, that just stroll out just, there. Uh, oh, yeah. And then, oh, fuck, I'm in the game right now. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I'm gonna walk this way. Is that first down? I don't. And then the cops come up to him. Like, you have to get off the. F you're on the field right now. Oh fuck you! I'm yeah. not on the field. No. Yeah, yeah. Wham! Right mm -hmm. down to the ground. Then you're walking off. But yeah, this dude was awesome. Fucking and, awesome. And he was yeah, definitely he was. blacked out. I think just so boozed up. <laughs> like it wasn't. You know, he like he probably didn't even know how he got down there. It was. I don't think premeditated like this one. This I'll guy do. was so confused yeah when he got to this point i thought he was just taking it in yeah that's exactly what yeah. Yeah. he got to this point whoa i'm oh shit i'm it. in the game <laughs> yeah look at me 
then there's probably a little bit of a moment of, how did I? What am I doing? How did I? Now what? I now what do I do? How did I get here? I must have came what, right went through. to steal the ball? I must have came right through there. Check ball. Check ball. Pass. But that's the security, right? That everybody's saying they'll be good. Right. Yeah. This yeah. guy walked to the fucking 25-yard line. Yeah. Just he's... strolled casually. Not very athletic this While guy. they were going into the end zone, mm-hmm. too. They, the LSU or whoever it was was like on their 30 going into the end zone. He's very close to the action. So you're wearing cargo pants. You have no idea what's in cargo pants. And if you're wearing cargo pants, you could be doing anything. So Camo ones. with that being said, now, no players picked that guy up and dumped him on his head. Right. That guy wouldn't have known that that happened, though, until he got out of jail and seen it. Mm-hmm. Just like most protesters or streakers that get onto a field. Last night, though, was planned. Last night was a, a coordinated effort, we'd assume, of a distraction in a play. Yeah. That's a lot of humans, man. A lot of humans for those people that aren't qualified to be doing what they're doing, to watch everybody. I assume there's just, like, every stadium has high-end, like, super... Like up Fiscated. in the yeah. cameras, no, like no. seals, like yeah. shit. Like yeah, people yeah. up on the roof, yeah, watching. But. I assume there's like some real, yeah, for like actual problems. Like, if hey, shit were to go sideways, if any actual problems were to take place, like I assume air there's like eyes in the sky or something. So I assume there's, but down there with most of the most of these security people, there's like I was at a couple of WWE events, and WWE is a combative like, hey, this you stink, you yeah. stink. Like people get upset. And the WWE security is very good. You know, they got a good crew. But when you go to the arenas, it's like local hires or mm-hmm. whatever. There was this one time where the average age of the, the people that were around the ring, maybe 94, maybe, yeah. Yeah. maybe 96. Oh, that's not hyperbole. Not, not at all. And I'm, I'm like sitting down, I'm watching, and I forget who was saying something, but there were some very upset people there. I'm like, man, what if they did just fucking say, I'm going in. I'm, yeah, you want some? I am going to come get some. And then I looked at security and I was like, that person doesn't even know that, that they're nope. where they are right now. Yeah. That happens. Seth yeah. Rollins. That should be fixed, I think. That should be fi- Yeah, that happened. But just Seth Rollins yeah, like recently. Got speared by somebody. He can run it over and speared him. Like, what if, what if that guy spears Bobby Wagner? And Bobby Wagner's the guy that then that's soft? Yeah, then what if they go and all of a sudden they, like a player's sit, stand on the sideline and some streaker's running and they don't see him, they trip and they dive into somebody's knee and they tear their ACL and they're out for the year. Yeah. That's another thing that can happen. Yeah, or what if they are nude and just dong right on face mask? That's Ooh, right. Even worse, they just teabag somebody right there in the sideline. That'd give be tough people, to come, come back from. All right, I'm happy that happened last night. I'm happy we got to talk about it. We are appreciative of everybody who's very passionate about your causes mm-hmm. because you mm-hmm. are passionate for a reason. Something had to happen to you or somebody very close to you that opened your eyes and made you realize that this needs to be talked about. We appreciate that. We honor that. We, we think that the world would be a better place if there was more people like that. With that being said, though, you go on a football field, there's a chance you're going to get fucking hit yeah. like a football player. Sorry. 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 Sorry about it. We don't love it. Actually, we do. We, we love the entirety of it. Yeah, it was uh-huh. awesome. We lo- yeah, we love the whole. So does Peyton. Yeah. yeah. So does Kittle. Exactly. So, does, so does every year. Say, I turned on right when Peyton did. He's like, come on, we got to show this thing. He goes, I mean, I understand the A team. They don't, but we're the B team. Let the B team show it. He wanted to call himself the B team. They should show this. Thing. Yeah, he was politicking. Awesome. He was politicking hard yeah. for it. Because I think they're I scared it. to show it because they don't want to make that person yeah. popular. Yeah. But what we yeah. need to I show is that person getting demolished. Smacked. Crushed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But there's people. But then there's people that want to be smashed. Yeah, I was about to say. There's, sure. yeah, and you just thought of somebody that said, hey, will you tackle me right now on this golf course? True. That is what AJ just thought of. He's like, oh, there's people that want to get out there and just fucking. 
they'll probably do it like a tackle drill mm-hmm. right before contact jump. Like, all right, yeah. like, <laughs> really get me here. <laughs> hey, let's re- Knoxville. Johnny Knoxville's yeah. coming out next Crush week. Me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just running. <laughs> Fucking just kill me. There are some people like that. We don't recommend it, but if you get on the field, there's a chance you're going to get hit. <laughs> about him, though, no, no. It is about the man who's the back-to-back MVP, four-time total. A man who just got done beating the New England Patriots alongside his teammates of the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah! Oh, nice shirt. That's hey, boys. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. you sound amazing. You All look right. great. Hey, Man City, here we go, huh? Yeah. Let's go, boys. It's, there's going to be a London uh, London vibe to the whole show today. I figured I might as well rock my uh, Man City gear. They got a couple games over there this week uh, as well. So, big London week. Hold on. who's the? We just talked about dude. Holland. 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 He's like the best player on earth, I guess. He, he, we were thinking about betting on him for the World Cup. He's from Norway. So, mm-hmm. no, they're not going to win. Mm-hmm. The United States still going to win. He seems to be a guy. Have you always been a Man City fan? I have not. I, I switched allegiances uh, oh, no. a little over, I don't know, maybe seven, eight years. I was a fan of this other team that plays in the Premier League, and especially one specific player uh, who ended up coaching in the Premier League after other stops, played for the LA Galaxy. And then Man City started reaching out and sending me a bunch of swag, and I said, you know what? All the players I grew up watching on that other team are gone, so I'm going to start pulling for... Man City, and they haven't let me down. Man City chose you. That's all. Very nice. You know what I mean? Sometimes your team finds you. Uh, It feels like Man City did that with you. Can't wait for you to go experience London. This is the first time the Packers have ever gone. When are you heading out there? Is it early, or are you guys going late in the week? We're going late. We're going out Thursday, and we don't have a bye after either, which is a little different. A lot of teams have taken byes, so we're going to go out Thursday and land, I think, Friday morning. And then go through a normal Friday, try and stay up Friday as long as possible, <laughs> deal with the, you know, being a little tired, and then get through it, get through the game, and head on back. And then we got a home game the following week. Was that something you guys talked about? I know every team kind of has their different plan on what they do. Some teams leave early, some teams leave on Thursday like that. Was that something you guys, like, voted on? I wish there had been a vote. It might have gone a little differently, but – uh, there is one final say, as it should be in almost anything. There's one final say. And, you know, AJ, you're a huge analytics guy. I'm sure there are a lot of analytics that went into the decision, and it was decided that Thursday was the best day to go. And so here we are. So when we played over there, uh, there was a lot of analytics shown to us, too, earlier in the week that said going early isn't worth it. You know, you're not going to catch up. The teams that have won – have not gone early. They've gone late. Now it's like 23 games over there, whatever the case is, and stats don't tell you anything. I think it works either way. I honestly believe that it doesn't matter if you go early or late. I think if the stats are – because we were told we're going to win for going late, and we lost. And the flight home was terrible. And we didn't get to experience England as much. I assume that is something that you would have looked forward to doing because the Packers were the only team that hadn't gone over there yet, right? Is that accurate? Well, as as – my buddy Ty would understand nobody wants to give up a home game against the Green Bay Packers because, you know, our fans travel well. We're going to show up oh, yeah. in the stadium. That place is going to be uh, packed, whether we're playing at a rival team or whether we're playing at a team we only play at their stadium once in eight years. You know the Packer fans are going to show up. So uh, this just happened to be with the beautiful 17th game that our uh, uh, union voted on. 
Uh, we were slated to have nine home games this year and eight road games, so we decided to take one of those home games, put it at, uh, at uh, in Tottenham, and uh, that's the way it went. Okay, so let's uh, before we dive all the way in on England, which will be a fun. I'm excited for you to experience the European fans. They're gonna fucking love you over there, dude. They uh, they're just like fans of them. When I went, it might be vastly different now. It appears as if it does, but American sport. That's like what they're they're coming American sport fans basically. Like you got a lot of military people, you got a lot of European folks. It's just like an American sport is here. The NFL is here. So not that it isn't just NFL fans, but there is. There's you're going to be loved over there. I think. I think you're going to be fucking loved. Are you speaking or anything at the press conference? Do you know about that? I'm sure I got some press conferences lined up. Uh, I'm doing some other things during the week, I believe. So I'm excited. It's been uh, you know a long time in the making bringing the Packers out there. So excited to be over there. I'm sure there's a lot of uh, Packer fans over there. There's probably at least one Packers bar where they watch the games. I know mm-hmm. there's one that I went to in Paris a few years ago. Oui, oui. And they're all over the country and the world. So excited to see our fans over there. There's a, you know, there's a lot of great sports fans over there. They love their soccer. Everybody's kind of got their own team over there. That's the probably the sport of the country. Um, but excited to bring our uh, our football over there. You know, it's funny thinking back. Uh, I don't think uh, England had a team, but but NFL Europe. You know, when you hear the stories about NFL Europe, so many guys who went over. And it was going on when I was a young player. H was a young player. I think it was one of the last years. But those guys had a blast over in Europe because it wasn't just about being, you know, playing for the Rhine Fire or uh, whatever. It was the ability in Europe, as, as you know, if you've been over there, it's pretty easy to jump from country to country. So you can go over there and, um, you know, get to from Germany to England or Italy to France, uh, Switzerland to Hungary, you know, pretty, uh, pretty easily. So it's fun. Uh, uh, fun. They all got their own traditions and and different food specialties and stuff. So I'm excited to to get over there. Look, it's going to be one of those things where we're getting in early Friday morning. I'm not a lot of sleep, so I don't know if there's going to be a ton of time to explore the town. Won't be, I don't think. There's a couple of things going on. I'd like to go to Wembley. I think uh, actually our uh, U.S. women's soccer team has a friendly against Team England on Friday that we're we're talking about. Saturday, Man City has a game as well. The Lady so Lions couple- are really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. the English. Yeah. Remember well, when yeah. we watched them in the Europe? Yeah, we were. Oh, yeah, we're talking like thirty-five yards, like strikes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, they're fucking good. That English women's team is really good. I'm still taking Team USA. Oh yeah, for yeah, sure. Uh, of course. Hey, for fucking sure. But I'm just saying that game will be a. I think it'll be an incredible game. I was very fortunate to um, to go over to Europe to play soccer as a teenager multiple times. And it's like a part of my like learning curve. It's so fucking old over there, you know. And that just sounds like such a blanket statement, but like you just learn so. The streets are so fucking small, and it's like, well, these were created for way back in the day. And then you just turn the corner, and some historic thing happened in a random city in some random town. It's like it's a really cool place to kind of walk around, tour, and see it. I'm I'm kind of bummed you're not able to go over there because I think the conversation after you fucking strutted around England before the game in London would have been fucking epic. But, hey, in the off-season. That's right. In the off-season. How's the water over there? I mean, I know from time to time you find yourself in different bodies of water. Is the water cold over there? I'll let you. I have a pretty good time. Yeah. I have a pretty good time over there. I, I, I stayed out of the water, but I did end up in a rave in uh, Munich, Germany, in a basement or something one time. And that was quite a scene. You know, I do remember that being quite a scene. <laughs> being like, all right, here we are. We're really doing it. And Du Haas was really big at the time, you know? Oh, yeah. So Great it was, song. yeah, I've lived too many lives. I should have been dead already. But anyways, all right, so let's go back to New England. Uh, there was a cool moment 
after that game with you and Bill Belichick. And then obviously in the press conferences, you both sung each other's praises. And then we heard that there was a conversation pregame and then after game. What do you think that's about? And how long has that been? Do you think it's just mutual respect? Have you guys ever hung around each other? And do you see yourselves being buddies in the future when you're both done with football? I think so. I think there's a lot of coaches like that. Maybe, you know, a half dozen or so that I've uh, met up with in the off seasons or talked to post game that you have a lot of respect for. You've gone against. Uh, we had Rod Marinelli, who's the father-in-law of Joe Barry, our defense coordinator, in with us this off season. Had a lot of battles with Rod when he was in Detroit and not, and, and a lot of other places. A lot of respect for him. It's those things where you hate going against them, but at the end of the day, when you're done playing or, or he's done coaching. It'd be fun to have those conversations and meet up and and uh, talk some ball and talk some stories. But Bill is such a legend, you know. Like I, he started coaching long before I got in the league. Knew who he was obviously incredible success, but just uh, being ahead of the curve the way he has with his defensive styles and innovation, and uh, you know, he's just a fantastic, fantastic coach. Also, you know, ahead of the curve on media. You know, the way that he handles the media has been legendary for decades now but the thing that touched me that i really appreciated was him coming over uh, pre-game you know because post-game there's always you're always going to have a moment with the other quarterback or head coach or somebody you know but there's so many cameras and, and microphones it's hard to really have a real conversation but he stopped over and we were uh, just starting our throwing lines and, and got to chat for you know 45 seconds or a minute and that was really meaningful just because you know there's no cameras around there's no microphones just you know to have uh, you know a good conversation share mutual respect and admiration like that was was really cool, and he obviously is a phenomenal coach. You had those guys ready to play, and they shut us down the first half and kept us out of the rhythm. Now the second half, we got things rolling, start putting some things together, hit some plays, uh, finally hit some throws, and look kind of more like ourselves. But but I, I had so much respect for Bill. Hell yeah, hell yeah. What is that? What is it? We always hear people talk about these masterful halftime adjustments that are made. Is that a thing? And, and what? How did you feel in the second half compared to the first? Did you flip a dry erase board or anything? Like, what do we, you know? <laughs> yeah, a lot of, a lot of halftime adjustments. <laughs> Look, I mean, the first two plays coming out the half, we had, you know, uh, incomplete and incomplete. We're sitting there third and ten, uh, down by three, really sputtering. And I think there were two big plays that happened in the game. The first one was on that third and ten uh, at 10-7. I hit Allen uh, down the right sideline. He made a fantastic catch. You know, the ball was a little bit lower. He was kind of pushed to the sideline. He jumps on top at the last second and makes a kind of diving catch in front of him. And sometimes it just takes one play like that to get you going. Now we're not on the 25 anymore. Now midfield, we turn that drive into a touchdown to Tunyon after a uh, penalty. That got us going, and they come right back down. They score. We're down 17-14. What do we do? We, we respond. We drive down the field. We miss a third and three, but didn't convert. But Mason drills a field goal before the end of the fourth quarter. Now we're sitting at 17-17. What happens? They drive right back down, You know, score another touchdown. We're sitting there at 24-17, and then uh, you know, I, I turn to Josh. I say, we're not losing this game. We're, we're going we're gonna to get this thing figured out. We're going to go down and score and, and, uh, and, and handle it. And we, you know, we're right down the field, had another nice uh, – Nice touchdown, Romeo back shoulder ball. Got the ball back again, another chance. Roms couldn't quite hold on. But uh, but we put it together. And the overtime was important. The other second play was, was really important. was 24-17, we're down as third and uh, six. Cobby runs a great route. I kind of slide left slightly. Dave did a good job kind of pinning this guy inside, and, and we kind of passed off the twitch pretty good. But I put a ball in a good spot, ran away on a great route on, uh, on kind of a, a sail, we call it, where you kind of bend in and bend back towards the sideline. Uh, that got us going. So uh, that was two of the biggest plays of the game for sure. Randall Cobb 
everybody's talking about it, you know, commentators. It seems like Packers fans, if Ty is, you know, a good indicator of what everybody else in the cheesehead nation Hell is yeah. thinking. It feels like Randall Cobb's playing like he was like five years ago, almost. And the commentators are even noticing it. Is that true, do you think? And is it how important is it to have that comfort level with a guy that not only you know where he's going to be and he knows where you're going to put the ball, but also I'm sure that you can have different conversations with him than you can with the younger guys because of the past that you have? And is that why you wanted Randall to be back so much like a year ago? Is it kind of, uh, you know, I don't want to say fulfilling, but is it nice to kind of see this kind of paying off here right now? Yeah, it's, it's great because I love him. You know, he's such a great friend and, and phenomenal teammate and leader. I really feel like he needs some more playing time. You know, he's he's made plays in every game that he's played. There's always one or two plays where, you know, he had two two huge plays in the game. He had that on both on third down, third and six. He catches on the sideline for 20-something. Third and one on our last drive at, at where, you know, we're like at the mid-40s. Uh, we do an action. He runs a beautiful throw route. I hit him first down, move the sticks. Then I hit two plays to Rome. Next thing you know, we're in field goal range. Uh, I think he needs more more opportunities for sure. He's he's earned them. Big kudos to him though. You know he figured out uh, how to get his body back. He's you know stayed healthy so far, but he went through the entire offseason program, OTAs, busted his ass, and earned the opportunities gotten and probably more. So I look forward to you know some more snaps snaps for him because every time he's out there, he's he's making explosive games. I was teasing him. This is going to be his highest yards per catch that he's had in his career because, you know, he's having, you know, two or three catches a game and at least one of them's an explosive play. He had two catches against the Buccaneers, both explosive plays, 17 yards on third and eight, and then 40 yards on an RPO. And uh, this last game, obviously two huge uh, first down plays, and then he decided to pitch the ball back to Elton Jenkins on the other one. Um, but, uh, <laughs> which, which you know, one of the great, probably the best catch of the game and nobody's going to talk about is, I throw it to Randall, and they were, you know, we're in the plus, minus 41, which is still in Hail Mary range. So they were bringing five, and I thought maybe a pump return type play would, would have a better opportunity than maybe rolling out, getting drilled, not getting the ball off. Uh, Randall, I guess, was thinking it was, uh, you know, yeah, lateral so last play of the game you know, instead of going and getting it. And then, you know, if you get down there, maybe inside the plus 30 or so, maybe look to lateral. Uh, he, you know, went right to Elton. Elton catches his shoestring, you know, lateral back to him and falls down. Best catch of the game by far. <laughs> Jeez. Hey, how valuable is it to have a guy like Randall that knows, he knows like all the little things, like the attention to detail you want on all these routes. He's there all, all spring, all summer. Like he can explain to dudes like, Hey, no, that you need to run that thing at 11, not 12. Like he can give those guys so much knowledge. Like I would imagine having that for you is a huge like weight off of you too. Yeah, finally, AJ, you make a great point. Atta baby, yeah. AJ! Yeah. Here we go. That's fun and cut That, to me, is as big of a role uh, for him as anything. It's to be able to translate the way that I play and the expectation to the young guys when I'm not in that room. It's, I'm telling you, it is the most important quality, possibly, that he adds to our football team. Obviously, he's still an explosive player. He can still run great routes. He's still, you watch the tape back, he's getting open consistently. Um, but his ability to be that voice in the room, along with Allen, the two oldest guys in the room that played me the longest, Kabi obviously much longer than Allen, to be able to explain the little intricacies of plays is priceless, I promise you. And and to rely on Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs, a couple of young guys, 
and have that voice in the room, man. It's it's gold right there. Let's talk about the wide receivers a little bit. Romeo Dobbs appears to be a guy in the making. Make some mistakes, though. There's a fumble. There's a drop ball. thought it was a touchdown. I think you thought it was a touchdown as well because I think the rules have evolved enough. He had it. I don't know. I think if he maintains some sort of possession in the end zone, they call it, whatever the case, he, that doesn't happen. But it, since Devontae isn't there, do you think you find yourself like going back to Dobbs where maybe in a time in the past if a fumble happens or a drop happens or a wrong route happens, you would maybe be like, I don't know if I can trust this guy? Or is this just a natural because you have respect for what Romeo Dobbs has been able to do thus far? Well, I think it's part of all of that. I mean, a big part is he's going to be out there. So there's no choice but to go to him in certain situations. <laughs> Uh, he runs some routes better than others. He's learning. You know, we still got to get him to be a better intermediate route runner. He does a nice job on the deep balls, stacking and, and creating separation. Obviously, you know, he's in tune with the back shoulder if that's necessary. He hit, you know, had one in preseason and had some in training camp. Uh, the best part is before that play, I looked over him and made a check. Now, it wasn't a, it wasn't a real easy one. Thankfully, I've made the same check to him in one-on-one drills during training camp. Here we go. And this is when I talk about it a lot. The ability to recall things that happen from practice and be able to, in a snap, execute them in a game is one of the most important qualities in earning trust from myself and the offense and getting the ball thrown your way. So before the snap, I made uh, – Kind of an arbitrary, semi-vague-ish, unless vague, unless you understand the entire nature of what I'm doing. And he, whether he did this subconsciously or whether he was expecting this, he had gotten that check before, ran the appropriate route, and the ball obviously was in a decent spot, made a beautiful hands catch, and that's a it's a fun play to go back and. And, and law the guy like that for his ability to recall uh, what I want in that situation and, the, and then to go execute. Now, as far as the other one, which was would have been a really special one to go up 31-24 there, that's a big learning process for him. There's no reason for him not to, to take a hand off the ball. You know, turn your body, double wrap it, whatever you got to do, you're in the end zone to secure the catch to the ground. Did I think that was a catch? Obviously, right away I did until Matt Judon was standing next to me and goes, oh, he dropped it. <laughs> I, was, I was about to be celebrating with Elton and Dave and the guys. Um, but that's a learning experience for him because that, that's a play that needs to be made. He runs a great route, the ball, you know, maybe slightly underthrown, but, but in a spot we can catch it and, put the, and secure it, and we need him to, to finish that play off. He had a nice game. That would have been a spectacular game, finishing that one to the ground. He's going to be a guy, though, it sounds like, and you think that too. That's why you're saying the stuff you're saying. I can't wait to watch I the evolution. I, I, I think both guys can be, can be dudes, you know. Uh, what, do you, what do you like to call guys who are dudes? Dogs! Yeah, I think, I think both guys can be, can be that kind of player. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be uh, how does their confidence progress? How many plays can they lock and, and anchor into their mind? for those places to go back to and think about when uh, they've had maybe a stretch where they haven't played their best ball or maybe they need some inspiration. Uh, how many memories can they lock into their brain that they can easily access in the moment? And then how, how do they work on their craft? You know, it'll be big jumps, opportunities for them between year, years one and two and two and three, especially that we see from a lot of young players. But I think they both have opportunities to be 
really, really good players in the league. Dogs. Hey, what is going back to the, the Patriots defense, Bill Belichick, when you face a team coached by Belichick in a defense, I guess what's like the what sets him apart? Is it that you never really know how they're gonna try to defend you? I know they're famous for like changing up their game plan, how they defend people from week to week. Is that the biggest like challenge that they offer that they they seem to give everybody, really? It's adjustments, yeah. I mean they, they obviously self scout. I think self scouting is so important for uh, every unit, offense, defense, special teams, because that's what the opposing people are looking at. They're looking at what you're doing. So you have to be a master in not only what you're doing, but what you're showing on tape. So you can have adjustments off of your staples and, and the uh, patterns that you've been showing uh, throughout a game. And what Bill does is, is studies himself, obviously, in their defense, and then goes back and switches things up. And so you might think coming in, oh, they're going to play a bunch of five down front, and if they're not, they're going to be an over front. This backer is the most likely to pressure. They like to bring this thing. They like to bring a lot of empty and have this great plan that come out and run something completely different. Um, and the other part is on that play to Dobbs, what they do so well is their ability to adjust. So pre-snap, we're in an empty formation, right? And they show double. Is this the touchdown to Dobbs or no? Which one is this? One this is the one he dropped. Okay, we got that actually, I think, pulled up. I think we actually have that. Oh, good. We can talk through this. It'll be great. I think so. Yeah, yeah. this is it right here, right? Right, it's kind of far away. I, I know it happened, but pre-snap. <laughs> so pre-snap, they showed a six-man up front. I made a check uh, for a little extra protection. Now, what did they do on the back end? They're not playing zero coverage, right? They went to a one-high coverage uh, and only rushed four guys. Um, obviously, Rome's take it to the ground, buddy. That's a tug. <laughs> but um, but what I mean by that is that there's not many defenses that audible. You know where. We, they have a play called, we come up, make a check, and then they check. It was so fun against Brian back in the day, Urlacher, because they had not only a bunch of checks, but they had a bunch of dummy checks, too. So you never quite knew, were they actually checking out of one high and the two high? Were they checking to, to do a blitz? Were they mixing things up? So we had to play this cat and mouse game, and it definitely made me a better player. But with Bill, you know, I checked to something. They checked right out of it and and went to a coverage snap because they knew we were probably loading up for, for an empty pressure situation. and. And that's the beauty in uh, what they do. They're very well prepared. Ty Schmidt. Aaron, I think for most Packers fans, or at least speaking for myself, just watching the offense, it's pretty easy to see that, you know, later in the season, you guys will get things completely figured out. And that's why there's really no panic whatsoever, even after a game like that on Sunday, where, you know, it's probably closer than it should have been. Even you alluded to it. With Christian Watson, he's been super effective on kind of the jet sweep, jet motion type of stuff. Uh, and you had like one of those shots to him where he couldn't really get his head around, looked like he had a nice opportunity. Is there anything that you see that, you know, he needs to do to kind of be more effective in the passing game? And also I saw uh, Odell Beckham tweeted out like, man, hey, AR-12 is special. Mm -hmm. Someone said, hey, can you imagine playing with him? And he basically said like, oh, man, it, it'd be unbelievable. I don't know if you saw that. If you did, what kind of relationship do you have with him, and is that something you'll maybe keep tabs on moving forward? Great question. That's a long two-part, uh, uh, two-different subject question there, Ty. Very very well done, my friend. Oh, you, <laughs> I'll, start, I'll start with the first answer with Christian. Look, I tell you, he's got special speed. He really does. He's got incredible stride length. When you watch the film back, it's similar to watching Devontae, his rookie year. You know, there were games where I didn't give Devontae a ton of looks. You go back and watch the film, you're thinking, man, this guy is open often. 
you know. And it's like that from time to time with Christian. There's a few routes. I mean, not as much as Devante. I just think Devante was a little more polished route runner as a rookie. But but there's a few times where I might need to give him a second look, uh, even when things don't look great from the start, because he does have that different type of speed. Uh, but we, we're finding ways to use them. I think, again, we got to have patience. It is interesting, Ty, to think about. We had 440-something yards of offense, and we scored 27 points, and we had a nice second half. Uh, I wouldn't say there's a ton of problems to fix with the offense. We were running the <laughs> heck out of the ball. True. Jonesy had a – Yeah, but at the beginning, dude, at the beginning, yeah, people watch the first five minutes, and then they're out. You know, quarter game. Yeah. It's a four-quarter game. Sometimes you have to go into a fifth quarter. But, look, I like I like the things we did on offense, especially in the second half. But game's going to be like that, you know. But, but we have two great backs with different styles. I thought A.J. ran the ball really hard and tough, and Jonesy did his thing, slashing all over the place. Um, and then we found a way to get Allen involved early and often. He had a 100-yard game, which was great. Obviously, I like I said, Kobe needs more opportunities. We need to keep eating the ball to Kobe. And then using uh, – Dobbs and Christian in in, uh, in spots to uh, to get them the ball when it makes sense, and I like where we're at. You know, obviously, I said we're going to be a work in progress. We have been. There's been parts of games where we've really played well. Um, it's just that consistency, and I feel like we're going to figure it out. We're going to get it going, but there's a lot to build on. You know, especially 440 yards, one sack. Yeah, Hell but yeah. you guys didn't have 600 yards, dude. No, so, nope. so you know, so, could have been better. So that's why you know. Stats can be used in a lot of different ways, but the whoa, only whoa, stat- whoa. That- sounds like you weren't talking about football there. What's that all about? <laughs> sound like you weren't talking about football. That sounds a little personal. Uh, moving on though, the Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, series of tweets is right here. Uh, we have it. It is AR is two with three O's, so that's not just two. That's two. two. Fire, Fire, dude. Honestly, bro makes it look effortless. Effortless, capital E, because E is for extra, and you're extra effortless, dude. Then Chris Williamson at C. Williamson 44, he is on your side. Says a lot of damage could be done with you and Rodgers. Odo Beckham goes, who are you telling? (laughs) That's a different breed right there, pal. Uh, Obviously, you have seen this. You're on Twitter all the time. Uh, You probably... We're told this by everybody in your surrounding family. Have you heard about this? And what does this mean to you whenever somebody who's like Odell Beckham Jr. says, hey, this guy's really fucking good at the football, and it would be awesome if we played football together? Odell and I have been friends for a number of years now, and so we keep in, in contact uh, you know, often. We talked uh, at you know, various times over the years, and obviously with a player like that, you, you're always uh, hoping that there's a – a time where you can figure things out and play together. But um, but he's a special talent, and I was really happy for him last year and see how they used him in L.A. and for him to get a ring, and obviously he was dominating the game uh, to start that game uh, until the injury. Um, I'm not sure what his status is going to be, honestly, and I don't think I'm speaking out of turn. I mean, I think he'd probably say the same thing. I don't know if anybody that, that rehabs as hard as, as him. I mean, he's – he, he works. He's got a nice place, supposedly. I, did, I didn't. I heard this on the telecast that he's been rehabbing in Bahamas. Oh. Uh, oh, that's that's got that's nice. pretty nice down there. If that's if that's true, you know how stories go. Don't let the truth get in the way of good stories. Sometimes you're talking about rehab or how good your body is or what kind of shape you're in. You know, there's always wow. stories about that. But but I like Odell a lot and and uh, appreciate his friendship. And I first and foremost just want to see him healthy. He's dealt with a number of major injuries in the last five years and surgeries and rehabs and. Most important thing is him getting healthy. And then, 
you know, I'm sure he'll have a, kind of uh, his pick of uh, competitive playoff teams who are looking at a, a stud like that to their roster. Hell yeah, come to the Colts. Mm-hmm. Well, 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 right. Well, why would you want to go play for a four and twelve team? At All the right, time? let's move on. Okay, okay. seventeen you... games. There's seventeen games tied. I know at the time. No, know, no, we are. We tied team. one. Oh yeah, good point. It's four sixteen or four yeah, twelve. Four twelve <laughs> one. That's tough, dude. <laughs> Anyways, you do plants with uh, Odell Beckham Jr. How close of friends are we talking? <laughs> I haven't yet. But okay, I mean, okay. Nice. All, right, all right, I didn't know. Dude, dude, I think. Uh, I think I'd enjoy that. Yeah, I think we that would be a hilarious. Would love to be a fly on the wall. Uh, Tone Diggs has a question we for you. Matt, Pat, we can make that happen. Okay, I'll be a fly on the wall there. That'd make me smaller. Do some plants. Well, you couldn't be a fly there. You'd have to be a participator. Yeah, I do love the plants. We know that. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I could be a part of it. It would be fantastic. Next oh, offseason. Cool. Let's, hey, let's go win another MVP, huh? Hell yeah. Right, let's go win a Lombo. Uh, Tone Diggs, back from paternity leave, uh, has a question for you, Aaron. Yeah, Aaron, I was doing some deep thinking. Um, Mac Brown once told Pat, like, when he was at Texas, at one point the wins were a relief and the losses were devastating. Is that anything that ever creeps into your head, like the later you get into career, like with this current Packers team at all? Well, I'm not going to agree with anything Mac Brown says after he voted us so low in the 2004 polls. Um, (laughs) Yeah, fuck that guy, dude. I can't believe he did that. I can't believe he did that. That's unbelievable. He's a really nice guy to me, but I can't believe he did that to you. Rude. But, uh, no, I don't really understand what he's saying. The wins are uh, – I wouldn't ever call a win a relief. You know, it's it's hard to win in the NFL. doesn't matter if you're beating the third-string quarterback at home. Uh, it's it's still difficult to win. I think one thing that I, I do feel strongly about, and, A.J., you played in Green Bay for a long time, we rarely – this is kind of a blanket statement, but we rarely get a rollover from a team. Like, there's rarely a time – when somebody comes in a Lambo and they just roll over, there's a few times over the years, you know, uh, 2014 against the Bears when I threw six tuggers in the first Ooh, half. Yep. Oh, yeah. Landlord, that's the landlord. Wow. That's the landlord. We, we played, we played Tennessee at home one year and in the cold around Christmas and beat them like 55 to seven or something. Ooh, that, Titans just beat the but, shit out of the Colts. But there haven't been a lot of, like, <laughs> rollovers. You know, teams come to Lambeau. It's an epic place to play. Uh, it has all the history, and it's the Green Bay Packers. We're going to get their best shot. You know, we, we expect tough games every time every time we come to town or every time somebody comes to Green Bay. So, obviously, it'd be easier if all three phases were just absolutely humming and we could – you know, steamroll some teams, and I'm, I'm guessing there'll be there'll be a few of those this season. But uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna ever feel like it's a relief to win. We're gonna celebrate all those wins. Hell yeah! Learn our lessons from our defeats and our tough moments. But hell yeah. but no, we're gonna celebrate the hell out of those wins. We're gonna have a nice, you know, nice helping of uh, scotch after all. Wow! And uh, and get on down the road. Hell yeah! Okay, thought we we're gonna maybe. Hey, what do you think of these uh, these stadiums over there that the the whole field lifts up and there's different layers and all of a sudden field turf comes up and the grass is removed? Like, is that something we're gonna see here eventually? I hope not because they're they're pulling up the grass and they're putting in the turf. Yeah, um, we talked about that last week on the show, right? The uh, 
would seem, I mean, you know, I have to look at the uh, analytics here, but it seems like more opportunities, at least, for injuries on a, a non-grass field. Uh, I, I think it's kind of funny. You know, obviously Tottenham is a wealthy team over there and got a great uh, football club. Uh, they don't want anybody playing on their, their special grass, right? Their pitch, yeah. Yeah, yeah there we yeah. go. Yeah. And they spent, obviously, a ton of money, you know, being able to roll out one and roll in the other. But, uh, but no, I'd obviously always first and foremost love to play on grass. Uh, but it is, you know, pretty cool. Some of, you know, Arizona, right, they have the, the rolling, but they have grass at uh, – at the University of Phoenix, or no, sorry, it's called the it's called the State Farm Building now, isn't it? Wow, who knows? Who knows? In Pittsburgh, they're playing in the Acrisure. Did you know that Acrisure in Pittsburgh now? Not in only. Pittsburgh, yeah, Lambo always going to be Lambo, huh? Ever going to get sponsored? Do you think uh, we saw your tax statements? I guess for the Packers, making like two hundred million or something in real estate around Lambo. Lambo itself is a big enough brand name, right? I mean. That place is fucking packed every single home game. Is that how it is just in Lambeau? Yeah, but look, the league is about dollars. And if there's a, there's more ways to make dollars and somebody wants to come in and and put their name on the stadium at Lambeau Field. You Could know, you imagine? Stadium of Lambeau look at Field. Ty. Aaron, look at Ty right there. I mean, he is just not – he's about to puke right there. Don't you fucking dare. I don't know who's going to do it. Don't you stay away. Ty, I'm Ty, I'm with you. I don't want it to happen either. I know. But, you know, we had patches on our jerseys uh, in, you know, COVID year. And who knows? NBA obviously went to that, and they're making a ton of money, uh, I'm sure, on that. Obviously, you know, look at soccer. They've been doing it for a long time. Uh, the, the naming rights and the jersey rights uh, for the Premier League are incredible fees that are paid. Um, obviously, it's, you know, good marketing because you see it all over the place. But yeah, I want to jump in a it'd be, it'd, be, it'd be interesting, you know, purist, traditionalist like myself, and obviously Ty Schmidt wouldn't want to see that, but I think it's definitely possible. What is that on the shirt there? I know Puma. Puma's still doing their thing. Eddie, Eddie Hall Airways. Eddie Hall Airways. Hell yeah, dude. Fucking sign me up. Mm-hmm. Does that marketing work? That's a whole deeper conversation. I was at the Colts game in the Colts stadium. It's like a NASCAR. You know, it's just got advertisements just kind of stamped on different areas. And unless it's like an immediate purchase. Like we're a, the biggest we're the biggest sports business in the States for sure. And and our reach is worldwide, but this is the NFL, man. Yeah, people you're right. people watch it. Look at the ratings on the games. They're incredible, right? The Sunday night game, Monday night, Thursday night's supposedly doing pretty good too. Uh, Monday night got it fixed, you know, with Joe and Troy, and I'm, sh- you know, I'm sure that uh, they're doing really, really well. Sunday night is always, you know, always, uh, always going to rate super high. What are you laughing about? Well, Monday night got it fixed. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was hilarious. That was a very nice, like, just ca- casual. You know what I mean? Just casual observer. Well, You're a fan. It can, it can be casual. Like, I'm, I'm a big Troy and Joe fan, so. Uh, I think they do a great job. I worked with them for a long time with EA on Fox and uh, love those guys. And, and I've tuned in with the sound on and enjoyed the broadcast. Hey, look at all, all right. look at football. Yeah. Yeah. That's good for football. All right, enough about football. You're going to England this week. Safe travels, mate. Have a good one over there, lad. Mm-hmm. Um, it, is time, you, it is time to continue 
one of the greatest traditions that this show has. One of the most impactful things this show's ever been a part of. That's right. Yep. Definitely the smartest thing we've ever been a part of, but also maybe the only thing that survived this long because of how awesome it is for this particular program. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time now for book three of Aaron Rodgers' book club season 2.0. At first, we were told to read the beautiful book, The Mastery of Love. God damn, it was great. We all became doctorates and we had our master's program of love. Then there was another book that was awesome. It was titled 1984 by George Orwell, which is also a movie, I've been told. And I'll tell you what, a lot of conversation around Aaron Rodgers picking this book for his book club. This week's book is... The Art of Contemplation by Richard Rudd. All right, it's good art. That's good art. I love art. And I think, Pat, you would really enjoy this book. Number one, it's around 100 pages. Yes. Big fun. You can probably get through it in a week. But Richard Rudd is a dear friend. He's an Englishman. Uh, He wrote an incredible book called The Gene Keys, which is out there. That one. I think Pat would take you a little bit longer. That's in the five or six hundred, seven hundred pages. Jeez. Oh, that's uh, never, yeah. yeah. That's, uh, but The Art of Contemplation is a brilliantly written book, uh, simple in nature but deep in wisdom. And Richard is a very, very wise human being and a dear friend. And I'm really hoping to see him uh, this weekend we get over there. But I would definitely check out uh, this book as a kind of intro to Richard and his uh, writing style and, and, like I said, his deep wisdom. And, uh, again, it's uh, about 100 pages, Pat, so you could probably get through it uh, in a couple of sittings. That's amazing. I assume you're the only NFL quarterback in the history of the England game uh, to be meeting up with a fucking author over there. <laughs> uh, I do love that. I appreciate that. That's why the book club's so special. And did you take any of your wisdom from the book to contemplate whether or not the microphone was on when you said snap the fucking ball to the center, because, you know, America heard that. And I don't have kids yet, but my kids almost heard that, Aaron, you know, and that's uh, that was an awesome moment in there. I just want to let you know that and that, that's the art of contemplation in my mind, you know. <laughs> yeah. One of the techniques in the art of contemplation is called pausing. Right. So when there's a situation that comes up, instead of reacting right away, it's taking a beat and letting the emotions kind of flow through you. I did not practice the art of contemplation that moment. Hey, we're growing, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. We're getting better. The book club is fantastic, as are you. Safe travels. We appreciate the hell out of you, ladies and gentlemen. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, It's 4.01 Eastern. It's been four hours. It's time for us to get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Thank you all so much. There was a tweet that was sent out earlier that you could potentially be a winner because AQ made a shot. We'll be back manana with Coach Sirianni talking about maybe his offensive line and how great they are. Can't wait to make myself sound much smarter than I actually am. I seen Jason Kelsey coming out and pulling and finishing blocks downfield with his hips. You know, good leverage in there. Is that a big part of your offense? Almost pivotal? I'll be able to do that now because of AQ. Can't wait for that conversation and everything else we're going to cover tomorrow. Let's continue to fucking uh, enjoy this life. Fucking A, have a day. Say something nice to somebody. Goodbye, Sam.